on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. Watching Hitler ride in on a T-Rex at the end of the movie was... I'd vote for him. <laughs> Knew it. Isolate that, that audio. It definitely... Anybody like... who rides in on a T-Rex, I will vote for him. Listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 327. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where tonight we make my birthday wish come true by inviting over a couple of friends and discovering the dark side of our moons. In. <laughs> we did not see that coming. <laughs> oh, wow. That's not <laughs> a hard one to come up with. I did see that coming. <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, I'm Josh. In, uh, in that, no, you, you shut your mouth, Josh. You are, not, you are not allowed to talk yet. Okay, Josh is here from the Bloody Good Film Podcast. Hi, Josh. Wow, Mike, Mike kind of runs this show like a person who... Uh, a like Nazi? if like if you don't believe what they believe, <laughs> then then you're going against them somehow. Yeah. Like you're automatically against them, and yeah. and like maybe that would be bad for you. Salute me. Uh, I'm seeing some of the authoritarian <laughs> vibes that are behind the scenes that yeah. usually don't come by. Like usually you guys seem like friends, and then all of a sudden Mike comes in. You can be friends. Yeah, I don't know if there's a word for it or not, but yeah, Mike definitely runs this show with sort of an iron fist, like uh Oh, I was going to say foot, but fist makes more sense. <laughs> an iron foot. <laughs> iron two fists if it's a really bad night. Uh, hi, Josh. Oh, that's a good night. Hey. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Doing pretty well. Uh, had to watch movies for this. I'm not yes. going to say. Oh, oh you did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've seen worse, but we'll we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I, Thanks I, for having me on. I pick nothing but the best for uh, you guys when you come on. And speaking of you guys, you're running solo tonight. What the fuck? Yeah, it's kind of a vibe of our podcast. It's like shit or miss on whether or not uh, Jesse's going to be on. Usually... He has massive diarrhea and just like, you don't know. I've told him just bring the mic into the into the toilet with him, but he does, he's shy. He's might, a little bit That might be a little echoey though. With that. You know, if, his, if his bathroom is tiled, that could get a little echoey. The sound quality is not good. I can't just, blame him. You just ham, no. ha, hand some towel, hang some towels on the, on the shower curtains. Just deaden the sound those, a little bit. You'll be all right. He's got one of those weird bathrooms with the rugs on the floor, so it cancels all that out. It's actually a perfect shitting recording studio, <laughs> but he doesn't use it right. Ooh, does he have one of those padded toilet seats, too? I actually have one of those in the new place <laughs> I moved into. Yeah. I fucking hate that. It's so weird. It's even cracked, so, like, you know there's some shit that's underneath oh. that crack oh. that's come into it, and, like, I'm almost feeling like I got a hover shit gonna, in my own you're place you're gonna see it start to in. bulge up after a while and like you oh, need what's what's growing in the foam you Ooh. need clorox wipes to like wipe your legs down after you're done <laughs> yeah I, I don't even use the seat anymore i just shit straight from the bowl <laughs> i just put it up and just go and like the splatter like i'm renting the place they can deal with that when i move out i just won't get my deposit back that's 850 dollars <laughs> worth of shit on the floor and that's their problem maybe this is this is too to tmi but am i the only one who is in the middle of the night yeah, you get up or whatever and you're you're going to like take a shit and you accidentally lift both rings of the toilet seat 
and then you sit in the actual bowl. You fall asleep. <laughs> Am I the only one that has ever done that? No, because yes. we're not stupid. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Apparently, one of us is stupid. Um, you are the only. No, no, he's the. No, no, he said he's he the only one. Oh, that's is done he that. the only he one? He's the only one yes. that's done that. One hundred. I thought I was going to be the weird person that hasn't done that before. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. It's happened to me multiple times. You, I, I don't. I don't even realize what I'm doing, and then you sit down. And it's like, oh fuck! Suddenly, my ass is in water. <laughs> Like I figured that was just an urban legend for women that didn't want to put the seat down. Like that's gonna happen to them. And then you're the lady that's actually done that to herself. <laughs> hey, hey, I am, I am, a, I am proud to to admit that sometimes in the middle of the night I don't feel like standing. I'll sit down to rock a piss. Oh, dude, I, I got, I got nothing against that. Dude, sitting to sitting to pee <laughs> is the tits, man. <laughs> it's it's fine, but it's actually wrong to do in the middle of the night because you want to conserve as much energy as possible. Like if, if you sit down, you're planning yourself, you're gonna wake up a little bit. You gotta be like barely hovering within consciousness, pissing a little bit on the floor, but you're not worried about that. That's trying Josh's trying too problem. hard, trying See, so I've... hard to not open your eyes enough to where you're like, I'm still gonna be sleepy when I go back to bed. See, I, <laughs> you gotta be I looking. A little bit like Yoda when he's over Luke Skywalker shit. That's the way you should be looking when you're taking the piss in the middle of the night. I feel like if you sit though, you can kind of like if you you can like put your hands, put your your elbows on your knees, and put your head in your and you can kind of take a Suck quick. Dick? You, well, you, know, <laughs> no, you can take like a quick micro nap while you're while you're pissing. You wake up five hours it, later. <laughs> Have you ever yeah, have you ever fallen asleep on happen. the on the on the toilet? I have never fallen asleep on the shower. No. I've fallen asleep in the shower before. Oh yeah, I oh, used to. I used to be. A, I used to be awesome at sleeping standing up in the shower. The it, only time I've ever fallen asleep on a toilet was the first time I got extra drunk. Uh, I tried to keep up with my friend, my Irish friend, who was drinking bourbon all night. This is my first time drinking. I woke up, my ribs were bruised like in a, in a circular pattern because I had, had slammed my, my body so hard up against the toilet and I had my nose dipped into the fucking toilet water. Oh, oh, Jesus. That's the only time I've fallen asleep. I woke up like that. Like I could have drowned. Yeah, don't oh. don't try to keep up with your Irish friend. Yeah, That's no. just... No. That's it's just bad got bad news written all over it. It really does. That um, was the first time I ever drank, so that was my fault there. Hey, that, go- that ties in well with our stories from last week. What was <laughs> it? Do you remember the first time you ever uh, got got so drunk that you? Oh, well, that was that that night, right? You were puking. Yeah, yeah. So the first uh, time I you ever drank a lot, okay, and I said nice. I would never drink again after that, and I never did. Hey, cheers, man. I am I am <laughs> I am thirty eight years old today, and I say that almost every time I have a bad hangover, and here we are. Here so, we are. That oh, yeah. never changes. Happy birthday, bitch. Hey, yeah, I forgot about that. Thanks, bitch. man. I how, much, uh, how old are you, Josh? I don't think I've ever asked you this before. I'm thirty six. Oh, okay. You're you're with oh, us. He's then. just a little baby. <laughs> Well, unlike unlike Mike, I can actually grow facial hair. So oh, hey, fuck you! Like I a... can. I grew something at one point in time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the fuck that was. It looked like he glued troll doll hair onto your chin. <laughs> it wasn't good. It's like you I'll shaved, give you that. shaved your pubes I... and slapped it onto your face with yeah. Vaseline. In, in... I'm a little. I'm a little disappointed because uh, I knew I know you're getting married soon. I'm like I thought you were gonna come in looking like a homeless person. Everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, his his wife is so sweet." Taking in that homeless guy is gonna be like, you ever hear those stories of like that guy with the the homeless guy with the great voice where he was like on the oh, streets yeah. and he gets oh, a great yeah. radio oh, yeah, yeah. job? The golden It'd voice. be like that. Like you're the homeless wreck, and then you get like a beautiful wife, and like everybody's <laughs> like, it could happen to you. I this mean, I'm not could... that far off. In fairness. <laughs> 
Yeah, you, you look like you took a shower and somebody forced a haircut on you, but you were still like fighting off the scissors the entire time. See, this is why this is why James and I figured it out though. Like we should write a book about this. If you marry your friends' sisters, yeah. they can't say no. Right. Like that's I don't know, none of my, wait, that's that's my that, friends that's have hot sisters. It. Is that what wait, is that what we came up with? That's it, yeah. The the girls can't say no? No, yeah, because they can't let their their brothers down because we're their friends. Well, as long as they have a good relationship with their brother. Yeah, well well that that's so you that's just a prerequisite. Ha- you just have yes. to find a, a couple <laughs> of siblings who have a good relationship and then make your move on the yeah, on the girl. Yeah. Or the guy, if that's your thing. That's yeah, cool, James, too. James and I both did it. Yeah. From the same band, mind you. <laughs> that's insane. Oh, my, my girlfriend I just met on Hinge. Like, there's no crazy relation to any of my friends at all. She knew none of them until after we started dating. Oh, Let's, Hinge? See, that's good, because so, she can cut free the second she gets sick of that shit. I'm always, uh, <laughs> I'm always curious about that. Like, what... I, I, did you have bad experiences with online dating before you actually oh, met yeah. your girlfriend? I've, I've met weird people on on uh, online dating. Like, uh, were, you, I met were any of them all one... stabbed up and covered in scars? <laughs> I haven't been I haven't been stabbed or anything like that yet. Oh. But I had a I've I've had oh, one God. girl who it was awkward because her mother started putting her. To- I met her mother the same night that I met her. Her mother puts her feet up on my lap to massage her feet, and I'm like, oh, I'm here for your daughter, kind of thing. And then, uh, did you meet both of them on the dating? I got I got news flash. Yeah, I got was- news flash, Pony Boy. You're here for both of us. It, it was like it was like that prom date scenario on uh, Saved by the Bell, where I had two dates and I had to keep it from both of them that I was going out with both of them at the same time. No, I've had a girl say that she loved me on the second date and it was a terrible fucking date with zero Ooh. chemistry. Oh, yeah. Like, bad. yeah, she also made me late for the band Ghost. I went to go oh, see Ghost dude. and then we went and saw, I, I was I was happy to see Mastodon and Opeth, but I ended up seeing the, the last five seconds of Ghost, who I was really there to see. Were they Got to opening? See them taking their stuff off the stage. This was back when Ghost was a new band. Okay. This is, they only had one album at the time. I asked Mike to and go. And I'm still holding it against her. I don't even know her anymore. And I'm I holding asked, it against her. I asked Mike to go on a mandate with me next week to go see Ghost. Oh, it's next week? To go see Ghost, and he never replied to me. When so is it? That's, that's how much he cares well, about when is me. It? It's August 14th. I could I could potentially make that could happen. Could you do that? Yeah. I just right. got tickets to go see Coheed today. Oh, thanks for, I didn't, invi- I, thanks for inviting well, me. Well, no, I got them for my jackass. birthday, so it wasn't me making oh. the plan. But well, yes. thanks for inviting me, Kristen, you jackass. In, in <laughs> fairness, Kristen and I have been trying to go see Coheed for three times now, and we keep having to miss them, so fourth time's a charm. But oh, I didn't know they were touring again. Funny how none of those four times I've been invited. <laughs> I went with Pat wow. one time, but whatever. What a piece of shit. All right. Sorry he even invited it. me to Coheed one time. I just I, didn't want to go. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to drive... 16 I don't know hours how far okay. to Michigan. Well, this is this is all getting worked into my co-best man speech. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh how uh how how are you guys? I guess we're past that, aren't we? No, not really. I mean, like I I stayed in a castle for the last few days. Oh, I kind of yeah. need to talk about how, that. How was your castle? It was dope. Um <laughs> the end. <laughs> the, the end. Was it one of Nicolas Cage's castles that he used to have? Uh did Nicolas Cage have castles? Oh, yeah. He bought a castle, yeah. That doesn't surprise me in the slightest, and that's awesome. And he's my hero. Um, <laughs> no, we went. We went to this place in Deckerville called the Castle. It's it's really more of a. It's a clever name. It's really more of a manor or a, <laughs> an estate. In a I don't know manner of speaking. It's pretty cool. It's like uh, you've seen pictures Thank of it, right? <laughs> Aaron posted a bunch of pictures. I but, did. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's just like when you walk in, it's like a fucking museum. Like there's so much to look at. It's it's crazy, but 
more than anything though, there's just so many cool places to hang out. Like we were there with uh, me, me and Aaron and the kids, and and my sister and her husband and their kids, and then my mom and dad. I'd like to go with a group of of adults because Wait, there's weren't they all adults? Well, they are, but well, except for all the kids, it's just like when the kids are they there. Are except for the kids, when the when the kids are there, they just want to hang out by the pool the whole time, you know. Sure. There's God, some goddamn those kids. There's so many. To hang there's out so by many the cool pool. places. There's like a there's like a formal dining room with thrones and shit, and then there's like a breakfast nook where you can look out over the garden, and then there's like a study where there's like an old phonograph and a bunch of leather I don't know leather furniture and stuff. There's just like, and then upstairs there was a um, like a billiards table, and it's just there's so the many ab- places that I wanted to hang out and have drinks, but the kids just wanted to be in the pool the whole time. So it's like, what I was the abandoned like horse stables you were walking around the one night? So this place, so this place was actually it's not even that old. It was built in the 80s. Oh. But the people who built it, as old as us. The people, yeah, we were all built in the eighties. Yeah, the people who built it uh, just wanted to live in something that looked like a castle, so they made this place to look like a castle. It's got like a big, the big spire, whatever you want to call it, in the front. And I think you call it a spire. They were living there for uh, thirty years or something like that, and they had it was a couple, like a farmer and his wife and their son, and then their son ended up passing away in a car wreck. And they just couldn't, like, they couldn't stay there anymore, you know? So they ended up selling the house and moving. And uh, once they moved, the whole, I think that the, whoever bought it kept the horses for a while. Okay. But then they just decided it was too much upkeep, so they kind of just shut the whole horse operation down. Horses are kind of a pain in the ass pet to keep. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money. So They, like, require food every single day. Every single day. Like if I I don't want a pet if it requires me to feed it every day. Dogs it's are nice. Dogs are nice because you can feed them like once every two weeks and they're totally fine. Uh, I can't I can't agree I with I'm, that because my I'm girlfriend ca- will kill me. I think I'm calling the ASPCA on or I'm calling Sarah McLaughlin on you. <laughs> In the arms of the angel. No. Uh, so anyway, it, it was cool. Yeah, I went into the abandoned horse barn. Yeah. Um, I did have one experience where I thought it was weird. We chalked it up to my drunk sister. Okay. That's what we landed on. I'm still not 100% on it. Okay. There was one night where we, uh, it was like the, I think it was the second night. All the kids had gone to bed. The adults were out in the hot tub just like drinking and stuff like that. And then I went to go to bed at the end of the night. And I, um, I went to go into the upstairs bathroom. And when I was standing, I didn't close the door all the way because I was the last one up. Nobody else was up in the house. Did you lift up both seats and then fall in? (laughs) No, no, no. But I did drop a a ghost deuce. You ever do that? Where you shit and there's nothing in there? Where you shit and then you turn and you look to see, oh, that's a good one. And then there's nothing in there. (laughs) Yeah, Where did it go? That's the only paranormal experience I believe in. I've experienced that myself. That's just good aerodynamic plumbing. That's all that is. I'm brushing. I'm. Oh, sorry. I think it's a little bit of pressure from the shitter too. Like you've you have to shit it hard enough to get up the tube. Oh yeah, you got to kind of like fire it down there. Oh Oh, shit! We just got hit with. God damn it! (laughs) So I'm in the uh, so I'm in the bathroom and the door's only like half like 
almost all the way closed. There's probably like six inches open still. And I'm brushing my teeth. And then somebody goes to push the door open. So I just go to push it closed. And then they push really hard to get it open. And so I push hard to get it closed. And then I go, what the fuck? Like, who's trying to come in here so forcefully? And then I look out the door and nobody's there. Oh, shit. So it was either a ghost or my drunk sister who just happened to be pretty speedy after trying to get into the because it was immediate i feel like i think they got embarrassed that they they just finally realized somebody was in there and they're like oh shit and ran off it just but if i know know your sister sister would be embarrassed no she'd just yell at you through the door right yeah right so it was a little i know your sister i don't think she's running away fast from a situation like that right so um who knows other than that i didn't have any oh except for (laughs) the last no this isn't paranormal but uh so it's it's it sits on a big piece of land and there's like you can walk off into these little trails that like one leads to a chapel where people can get married they host weddings there and stuff like that and um the last night we started married there probably way cheaper <laughs> the last <laughs> night we start to hear barking out in the woods like across the pond and i go that's obviously not dogs like you could hear there was a bunch of them i was like coyotes coyotes <clears throat> and I went to talk to my dad. I was like, you think that's coyotes? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Drew walks up to us, and he's like, yeah, I, I saw a fresh print out by the trucks. You saw when, the fresh prints? The fresh prints. I heard Bel-Air. the same. <laughs> <laughs> and so we they started making trouble in your neighborhood. My, my, dad and I, my dad and I walked out there, and we looked, and we saw that they were trying to make trouble in the neighborhood. There was fresh coyote <laughs> prints out by the trucks. So at some point in the weekend, they had been like stalking around our shit, which was kind of creepy. Cause like when you that's, send it, that's what they do though. But when you send your children out on these trails to just kind of run around, well, that's bad parenting. Know. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'd feel safe knowing that they're gonna get the children and I'll be just fine. <laughs> yeah, I can run faster than all of them, so I'm good go. to go. There you go. But yeah, it was fun. St- uh, stayed in a castle, I suppose. Like I said, not much of a castle, more of a museum on wheels. That's fair. Shit, I did an actual cool museum recently. I went to the Icons of Horror out in L.A. Guy, uh, somebody from Leave It to Beaver has like a huge horror and like superhero movie collection of like all the superhero suits, a bunch of horror suits, and for some reason, Robin Williams, Mrs. Doubtfire outfit. <laughs> but like, hello, like the actual screen not outfit? to do that. He he had he had the life size. Uh, Models of all the actors wearing the outfits that they wore in the movies, and one of them was Robin Williams in uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. But then he had like all the Batman suits, a bunch of xenomorph uh, models, and shit like that. Damn, very fucking cool. Uh, Arnold and Sylvester Stallone are smaller than you think, apparently. If if he says these are life size, but Arnold, I'm pretty sure I'm taller than Arnold, still can't kick his ass. They had uh, the Mr. Freeze outfit for that. Yeah, but and then his, they had uh, you might be taller Dredd's than outfit. him, but his biceps are bigger than your head. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying That's I can true. kick. Well, <laughs> maybe G. Uh, uh, shit. How do you say old people? Geriatric. Uh, maybe old geriatric. <laughs> I always start. I always start words that I kind of know, and then like lose myself along the way. You, you should I, know that term say- because we are con- we are now considered geriatric millennials. Really? Oh. Yeah, that's that's what our title the, is. The, apparently, the fact that millennials anywhere in our descriptor is just disappointing to me. Yeah, well, I hate it. Deal with it, bud. Sorry, what were you I, saying, Josh? Uh, 
I, I lost my way. Uh, <laughs> but there was the Judge Dread one too for for Stallone. Neither of them are that huge. That was I've, all. I was I've actually seen a Stallone thing back way back in the day at Planet Hollywood when those were open. They had some Stallone stuff there, and he is a lot smaller than you would probably think. And he has a big presence. He. <laughs> It's true. It's true. You know, you know who actually is the most shockingly small celebrity that I think I've ever seen. Um, like their clothes wise. Peter Dinklage. Them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I thought he was going to be like six feet tall the way they filmed him. No, and and it doesn't shock me because pop stars are always tiny, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they had a lot of Britney Spears's, uh, um, like you know, tour shit that sure, she wore yeah. music video. That girl was back in the day, at least, was fucking tiny. Well, she like, was she's a like, child. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is like at least after that, though. But like, well, she's only like literally, five. you could put your hands though around the waist of the uh, of like this fucking shirt thing. And like, it was, connect your fingers. She's, around she's, only her like, waist. she's only like five one. Yeah, no. But my my point is though, is like you just don't you don't realize how small these people are in real yeah, life. That's yeah. all. Like when I saw them, like this literally looks like a nine year olds. Like <laughs> this. Boostier, nine-year-olds boostier. That's what I'm saying. That's quite a sentence. It's gross. Is what I'm saying. Like it looks tiny. It's I don't know. It's fucking weird. (laughs) I was almost talking over. I was kind of talking over that, and I almost missed that you need to be put on some kind of list. You're imagining (laughs) your hands around some nine-year-olds boostier. (laughs) No, the people making boostiers for nine-year-olds. Those are the people that need to be put on lists. (laughs) They got to cater to your market. Don't blame them. Everybody's got to make a buck. You know, I was just reading about the CIA and how they watch everything. You're putting me on a list here. I don't appreciate it. I'm helping them out. I was going to send them an email, <laughs> but luckily they're watching this, so I don't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, is that uh, is that all we got here? That's it. You guys, we, uh, you, guys been, you guys been up to anything? No. Mike, we didn't no. ask you. You've, it's your birthday. Go fuck yeah. yourself. Yeah, who cares a fuck about his birthday? This old fucker doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. This is for the youth. Listen, listen, does 38 matter anyway? No. It no, it's, no. A, it's a it's a it's a fuck a, you. It's such age. a boring age. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nothing happens. Cool, man. I I haven't cared about my birthday since I was twenty one. So I feel like it's weird that you make a big deal and like hire entertainment on your birthday every single time. Oh, we're not paying last you. year. Last year, <laughs> no, I thought the check got lost in the you're, mail last year. I was going to you up paid. about that. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, have a good night. <laughs> Um, no, I, I could honestly give a shit about it. It's just a fun excuse to have you on and torture you with bad movies. So that's, yeah. that's, that's what my birthday has turned into. So thank you, Josh. Hey, spoilers, uh, spoilers on the bad movies. <laughs> well, there's a bad movie. I'm not going to say there's bad movies, plural. Um, speaking of things that are bad, Michael, mm. why don't we get into some corrections from last week? Stupid! You're so Stupid! All right, uh, I have one correction. I know you have a couple, James. Um, I, I I feel like I put a bad rap on Staten Island last week. Apparently, Staten Island is not near as bad as I thought that it was. Staten Island? Staten Island. Staten Island. This is pretty early in the podcast, and you're slurring pretty hard. Yeah, we actually... We, uh... <laughs> We're already we've already dipped into this. <laughs> oh, okay. We were we were supposed to when Mike Mike's oh. like, hey, I'm gonna be over early because we're starting at nine, and then he realized <laughs> that he got the time change messed up. Yeah, so that was then my bad. it's like, oh, we're gonna start at ten, but then 
with di- technical difficulties, we've been sitting here till eleven. So yeah, and you, you can't have technical dick difficulties. <laughs> can't have technical difficulties <laughs> without beer and whiskey. Actually, that oh. makes it easier to happen. <laughs> All right, so Loosens tell it up. tell us about Staten Island. <laughs> Staten Island, um, according to uh, some statistics, it is actually the safest of the five major boroughs in New York. Is it? Yes, I did not know that. Um, I've always heard bad stories about it, and depending on where you're looking, people have different opinions. So I'm not going to say that I was fully wrong, but I don't think that it was as bad as I was making it sound, if that makes sense. Apparently, Staten Island is a a beautiful place to live. I didn't really think you were making it sound that bad. It's it's still New York. (laughs) New York even register. And and New York still kind of sucks. Fair enough, fair enough. Like, you've been there, right? I've not. Upstate. No. Okay. I've only been to upstate. New York kind of sucks. I kind of. If you're like... a small town person, which I am, New York kind of sucks. No. Chicago kind of sucks. Detroit kind of sucks. Oh, I, like... I just want to go Listen, to all those locations for food. That's all. I don't care if I get. <laughs> I mean, the food's good. The Listen, food's good. I've had a lot of good times in all three of those places. I'm just saying, like, as a person who grew up in a town of three thousand, those places kind of suck to me because I don't like being surrounded by that many people. That's fair. I mean, so, I get it. I'm like an hour away from L.A., and I only go there for concerts because L.A. is pure piss. Oh, dude, L.A. sucks. L.A. Yes. LA sucks, is probably the worst out of all of them. I, I yeah. enjoy it. Like, I'm one of those weird people that when I go to, like, L.A. area, I like Hollywood. I know, like, no one who lives there likes Hollywood, and I get it. You like all that kitschy stuff? I, I do. Well, it's because you're I a kinda tourist. Do. You like, like being a tourist. I like that stuff here, though, too. I'm not a tourist here. Sure, yeah. I know, all I saw last time I went to LA and was for the icons of horror thing was uh, there were like three pudgy Spider Mans that I saw. <laughs> and like, you're not allowed to have an ounce of body Spider Man Spider Man outfit. That's Spider Ham. Spider Ham. No, there Spider-ham. you go. It's okay. All right. Uh, so moving on with the corrections, um, I have to bring this up. This is actually from two weeks ago. No. But we uh, <laughs> we just we mentioned Owen Wilson because we started doing wow. that. Wow. And like the next day, I came across this tweet. I, I I didn't I didn't check to make. I'm I'm just assuming that at the drunk Jake is accurate in his uh, in his math here. But I'm just gonna read this because I feel like it's relevant to that conversation. Owen Wilson has made around two hundred seventeen eight hundred two hundred seventeen million eight hundred thirty eight thousand dollars from his movies. He averages around he averages around thirty five hundred words per movie in forty seven movies. That's about one thousand three hundred twenty four dollars per word. Wow was one hundred and two of those words. Owen Wilson has made roughly one hundred thirty five thousand seventy two dollars from saying wow, wow. <laughs> I, that's fuck. That's pretty what impressive. A, what a statistic. Wow. wow. I like when people break down those things that don't fucking matter like that. No, like, like how much time did you spend doing that? But the tweet went viral, so hey, he feels cool, right? Did he respond to it? Did who respond Owen to Wilson. what? Owen Wilson? No, I have no idea. Was, he, was he like, wow. That's it. <laughs> wow. Does he, Owen Wilson even X on anything? Is X now? Oh, it's X tweet? now, yeah. Oh, God. Fucking See, that's not even like, so... First of all, like isn't it isn't it like a isn't it like a a huge rule that if you have an established 
company, you don't change the you don't change the name, right? Yeah, but he's Elon Musk. He's an, he's an Elon Musk. I understand that. I mean, in fairness, but if you're gonna change it, don't change it to X because like you already have this kind of like, oh, I'm on Twitter and I'm gonna send out a tweet. Oh, I'm on. He X. just really likes that letter though because he did SpaceX. He did some banking thing that was X in it. He just loves the letter and X. He, didn't X he name his, didn't he name his kid X too or something like that? I know. I know he likes porn stars, so he likes three X. Triple X. But it's like, but it's like, oh, I'm on X, and I'm gonna send out an X. What like I, it takes, I don't know. It takes the, I don't know. I could care less about him renaming it. What I really I don't, don't like give about a shit it, about Twitter at all. What, so what I don't like about weird. it is the icon on the top of my phone, the X icon, because it's so tiny. It now looks like the missed call icon. So every time I open my phone, I think I have a missed call, but it's just a stupid fucking Twitter notification. Oh, well, I hate it because I keep on clicking on my Ticketmaster app instead of my Twitter app when I'm trying to get to it because <laughs> I, I, my brain sees, thinks Twitter and thinks T. Um, so I'm missing it every single time. Uh, James, do you have any other corrections? Or is that it? Um, okay, here. Here we go. Pretend I'm holding a gun to your head. No! Name a breed of cattle. Can you do it? Fat. Okay. All right. <laughs> I thought maybe like if your brain worked the way that I worked, when you listen back to the show, you would have come prepared to answer that question. Well, no, I do know that Angus though is an actual breed of cattle. I well, only know okay. that because, I but I already shot you in the head. Beef. But you said that last week, so that doesn't count. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> I um, did not know that Angus was a breed though. I, I thought think, it was just a cut of beef. Yeah. Or something. So did I. Like, I had no idea that was an actual breed of cattle. Yeah. So Angus, Angus beef. Yeah. Well, so oh, a, a fucking ribeye is beef too. There's no ribeye. Rib is a cut. Of beef, <laughs> I thought though. Angus was a cut. You thought? <laughs> okay, that's silly. Um, I, I got, I got one. I'm got, I kind of want to see if you can redeem yourself on it before I fully call you out on it because it might have been just a slip of the tongue. What is the last Rambo movie called? Um, it's uh, uh um, oh, for fuck's sake, what is wrong with? Because you said it wrong last. No, week. I know what it is. It's it's Rambo. Is it John Rambo? No. I haven't seen he, it. He didn't, so. pull, he didn't pull the Rocky Balboa thing with that one. No, well, he did. No, no, he didn't. It's um. Oh, I'm giving you five for seconds. For fuck's sake! I know. I do know it. I. What, it's not Last Blood, is it? It is Last. It is, blood. Uh, okay, it is Last Blood. <laughs> you said Last Stand. You were giving oh, it uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> hey, movie hey, with awesome. Johnny Knoxville. That's actually a really good movie. The Last Stand. It's great. I actually haven't watched that it's one. Fucking fantastic. Uh, it yes, bad. yes, Rambo Last. I saw it actually in L.A. for the first time at um, uh, um, the really awesome theater. The Chinese, the man Chinese, Chinese theater. Oh no, the 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 chain. Um, Mondo owns it. What is wrong? I don't know. Oh, it doesn't Alam, uh, Alamo, Alamo Draft House. Draft yeah. House yeah. Yeah. Or at least they There's used a, to own it. I forgot there was an Alamo. I think you guys told me there was an Alamo Draft House That's in L.A. So and I live close to L.A. Dude, and I go, know that. Dude, it's so good. Go to it. It's amazing. Hot chicks. Make, will, hot chicks sure will bring you drinks in the middle of a movie. Hot drinks always bring me drinks in the middle of the movie. Hot drinks always bring you drinks. <laughs> Wait, is that what I said? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Words are difficult. Uh, <laughs> you're telling me. All right. Uh, is um, that all, you got? all right. Last, Jennifer Nettles, who is in the new... Which movie is that? Which movie was that? Oh, the new Exorcist movie. Oh, yeah. She is the singer of Sugarland, as if anybody uh, cares. Okay. I don't I know. I know Josh is a big country guy, so oh, I was supposed country. to act like, oh yeah, I love me some sugar lamb. <laughs> um, and that's it. That's it for corrections, baby. All right, James, what are we doing this week? So this week we brought Josh on and Jesse, but Jesse's not here. 
I think maybe I think he watched the impression. movies and he decided that like <laughs> I I just can't. I've got nothing to add to this conversation. Um, we brought them on for something really special for Mike's birthday, which is Iron Sky and Iron Sky: The Coming Race. Yep. Um, space Nazis, anyone? The space Nazis. Yeah, thank you. I Listen, will have some. I watched the trailers for both of these movies, and not knowing a like literally knowing nothing about them, I'm like, they look high quality. It's starring we, Udo Kier. I mean, we love Udo Kier around oh, these parts. Yeah, every, it's that's space Nazis. There's fucking dinosaur. Like, what? The, what is not to love about this? I would agree. What's not to love? So going into this, it seemed like a great idea. Is all I'm saying. And I think I agree with one of those statements. You said. <laughs> and was it a great idea? We shall see. Stay tuned to find out. To go along with Iron Sky and Iron Sky: The Coming Race, we got uh, Low Orbit Session New New England Style India Pale Ale from New Orthodox. Uh, India Pale Ale series. New Orthodox. New, I mean, New Orthodox is probably the brewery, is my guess. This looks like the same packaging as M59. M53. Or M53, sorry. I thought so that's Yeah. Yeah, when I, when I when I looked at you, not not when I oh wait, hold on. Oh, hold it is on. old nation. Oh, it is old oh, it is, nation. Is okay. Old nation. <laughs> when I was on the phone with you, I said, Oh my god, old nation's got one called Low Orbit. Yeah. And then when I just read this, okay, so this is the Old Nation, New Orthodox, India Pale Ale Series, Low Orbit, Session, New England Style, <laughs> India Pale Ale. That's a fucking mouthful. Do you, Does Old Nation distribute in California? Uh, not as far as I know. I've oh. never heard of that So one. you've never had an M43 before? You should look it up. You should look it up to see if they have it. It's, do you like IPAs? I love IPAs. Do you, uh, like, do you the, like New England Style IPAs? Like juicy I mean, IPAs? I love them juicy, just like I love asses. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> acid. Asses. That's oh. how I love my asses. I thought he said acid, too. Like, some juicy yeah, acid. I love a girl with some juicy acid. <laughs> um, I, as far as I can tell. Yes. And I don't, like, maybe this is a bold statement, but. Be bold. Old Nation, even though it's called a New England style IPA, Old Nation's M43 is what really popularized oh i agree new england yeah style i agree IPAs. it was one of the first ones to really hit the market big at least in the in this area yeah um that popularized the i mean ipas were always pretty popular IPAs, but the but new england style but an ipa yeah. and a new england style ipa are totally different yeah um, what are the big ones out in california like if you're gonna get like a in like a new england ipa what brands are are huge out there I honestly can't think of a single New England IPA. Like a hazy. Like, like usually, hazy if I'm IPA. thinking of something that's juicy, it says hazy on it. Yeah, oh, yeah, that, that's yeah, it. That's a, the same thing we're talking about. Hazy, okay. juicy, and New England are all pretty interchangeable. I'm try- I'm kind of blinking. Uh, I think Aroma Hops is one that uh, we get out here that's okay. kind of a juicy IPA. Okay. Uh, but I honestly, like my main IPA that I love the most, I go for, you did it on an episode, Green Flash West Coast IPA. Oh, yeah, Green oh, Flash. Good. Yeah. I like that Best. one. I, it's probably my favorite beer of all time. That's high praise. Yeah, that's high especially high I, I I drink a lot because I'm an alcoholic. Hey, so, cheers to that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, what are you drinking, sir? I got one. It was really hard to find a Nazi themed IPA. <laughs> I asked every single liquor store I went into, and they just looked at me like I was an asshole. <laughs> so I, I had to settle on something that was space related and something that had cake in it. I got the 
Space Cake Double IPA from Clown Shoes. Hey, oh, Clown, Shoes. Clown Shoes. Shout out to Clown Shoes Steve. Uh, Clown if you're Shoes out there. Steve, uh, which then turned into Distalt Steve. Yeah. Oh. Distalt Steve. Okay. He has uh, retired from the beer business as of like really? a week ago. Really? Yeah, he's moving to like uh, Seattle or something like that to uh, get into coffee. I don't know, live out his days, <laughs> whatever he's doing he's out there. He's going to get into coffee and yeah, grunge. He's, I, I, I sent him a message. Be a fishmonger, maybe? I sent him a <laughs> message when we cracked that bourbon barrel yeah, yeah yeah and he never got back to us Aww. so i don't think he cares about us anymore Steve, so come on man anyway. um anyway josh uh, how does that beer pour oh it's actually pretty fucking good the cake in it kind of had me worried but uh the i don't taste any fucking cake in this it's just a fucking <laughs> delicious one i got the cake for your birthday space for that for some reason, Josh, I have pretzels that I bought from the liquor store, but I don't <laughs> hey, think you've ever done anything hey, pretzel related on no, the podcast. No, we don't typically so do pretzel I'm not sure why stuff. I have that. Yeah. Was that the Perrin beer cheese pretzels? Uh, oh, yeah. It's a. Uh, yeah. I mean, it no, literally says Pop Perrin Daddy pretzels. Man, I got a friend who's like super into pretzels, <laughs> and he'd probably love those. I, I, I don't know. Maybe you it. should make that into a segment on your podcast. No, like, I don't I think know. it would fit Just in. throwing it out I there. I don't think it would fit in with our vibe, really. I feel like our, our kitschy segments are lost when we have the only person that cares about them <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Dude, I almost came in with milk and was just going to sip it without addressing it. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, James, cheers. Oh, fucking let's, milk uh, sippers. Let's, throat, let's give this orbit a... Uh, there che- it is. Cheers, bud. Happy birthday. Let's, thank you, sir. Let's Happy birthday. Sip. And if anybody wants to see the can, I will actually post the can on Bloody Good okay. Film Podcast's Instagram because okay. it, so people might want to follow along and listen and see what beer we're actually drinking. All right. So you can see the space... <clears throat> Cake double IPA on the Bloody Good Film Podcast I just wanna, Instagram. We, I, I just want to point out. We invite this guy here, and he does nothing but just talk shit and twist well, the knife. Here's the thing, though. He talks shit about us every single week, yet here he is on our show trying to steal viewers. Because oh. he, he knows because he knows this is where you go for the goods. If you guys are sick of listening to those <laughs> two horrible voices, you want more of this velvet white chocolate gold go and listen to the bloody good film podcast it's only, and you will it's be a, serenaded only, by this every single week at a reasonable time we put the same time every single week listen you're you the only you're, you're, you're the only you're listener so cool because you can keep a schedule you're the only listener of this podcast so you're gonna be listening to this next week and you're gonna be like oh hey that sounds like a cool show We'll go check that, that was out. A pretty solid, that was a pretty solid impression. I was like, oh, shit, that's exactly what I would have said. <laughs> oh, good deal. Uh, this um, this is delicious, by the way. It tastes like grapefruit. It does. It's a Straight bit... Straight up grapefruit. Much like the whiskey we had earlier, it's a little bit weaker than I would have expected. Well, here's the, th- here's the thing. Bit. I picked both a bourbon and a beer for the night that would be weaker than you expect because... When people look at you, that's the exact same thought that they have. Nobody expects us to be anything other than what they see. I'm just saying. Expects this, all of this, the, the all whole, of you, the whole package. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You look like you look like you can put up a fight, and then until like you actually are like in some sort of physical confrontation with you, yeah. and then you realize that there's no fight at all. No, no. Yeah. That's why I just drop to my knees and I say, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> just if I can get out of this. Whatever you want to do, just don't touch my face. <laughs> I thought that was going to involve a lot of face touching. 
<laughs> oh, anyway, James. All um, right, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Now it's time to get into trailer trash. All right, James, Josh, uh, we got a couple of trailers this week. Uh, first up to bat, we are doing. I'm a big fan of The Shining. I'm a big a fan movie. of a movie called Ghost Ship. Smash the two together, and we got Shine Ghost. The Shine Ghost. Ghost. <laughs> we've, yeah. We've got the haunting of the Queen Mary. Shine Ship. Apparently, uh, sh- oh, Shine Ship's a Shine great ship. name. Yeah. Why do they not think of Shine that? Shine shit. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know anything about this. Um, it's directed by the guy that did Dracula Untold. Oh. Which I don't remember hating that movie. I'm not going to sit here and say that it was like a great movie by any means, but I don't remember it being awful. Dracula. I don't Untold. know if you've seen it or not, Josh, but. No, I had zero interest in Dracula usually sucks. And well, I don't mean that in the punny way. <laughs> Dracula just usually sucks. No, I, I, I don't completely disagree with you. Um, I think the lore is cool, but a lot of people get it wrong. And the, cur- the Voyage of Demeter looks good for some reason, but other than that, Dracula usually sucks. Well, yeah, because Dracula looks like a bat. It looks like a monster. Yeah. It looks like a yeah. whatever. He's not a suave motherfucker, even though I like suave motherfucker version of Dracula too. The but. Dracula miniseries was dope though. It was it was dope. I like. I it. didn't watch it. Oh, oh you God. didn't? No, you on, with with Klaus Bang. Klaus Bang. Come on, man. Um. All right. <laughs> no. So this is the trailer, Josh. You got it. Uh, queued up there yeah i got a cue this is the trailer for the haunting of the queen mary uh as always all these trailers are on youtube so check them out and then come back to us or you know don't that's cool too yeah live live your life maybe you were never here to begin with possibly thanks for telling people that trailers are on youtube because everybody else would be lost (laughs) go fuck yourself (laughs) this is the haunting of the queen mary all right The RMS Queen Mary is a frightened ship. And she carries with her a premonition. Hello? I need to leave this ship! Although we're famous for our fiction, Sometimes facts can be much stranger. You guys got kind of a Michael Parks feel. Sorry, it does. Yeah, yeah, I'll give him that. Uh, that looks pretty good, dude. I, I like actually, it. Actually, um, I'm eating my words. It does look actually pretty decent. It does. Yeah. They, 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 like I said, they, uh, they talk about it as if it's like The Shining on a cruise ship, and a and it really does kind of feel like The Shining. Yeah. There were um, a few shots that remind me of it, but it's a lot darker than anything that was shown in the shining. Not in tone, but in like actual darkness. Yes, right, right, right. no, I, I agree. I agree. Uh yeah, I'm into it. I think it looks really cool. Um, Alice Eve, dude. Babe. I mean, I'm gonna watch yes. that. Her have you ever seen any of her uh her interviews on the Craig Ferguson show when it was still around? Her documentary. Oh, he he yeah. was good at interviewing women. He was prob- he was great and him and her they just had like it they had the best chemistry. It was amazing. Those were legendary uh interviews. But well, he I always seemed him. like he was gonna get laid after every one of them. <laughs> he totally <laughs> did. Um probably yeah. because he was. That looks, that looks really good though, dude. I'm I'm kinda I'm kinda stoked about that yeah. one. I'm all in. Um yeah, uh, Josh, we changed his mind. Look yeah, we did. Look at you. Look man. at this. Look at you. It's growth. One I changed my us. mind plenty of times Join on the podcast. <laughs> Join us. 
Uh, all right. Um, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, our next trailer uh, is called Slother House. <laughs> okay. it's, it's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, yes. It is a uh, killer movie about a killer sloth. All right. Um, does much more need to be said about that? No. I don't think so. I'm confused. Oh, so I need more. He's super cute, right? Look at him. Well, but I can't, but I, I, I kind of see the hate in his eyes, though, too. You know? Well. <laughs> also, is that a human in the bottom right? I believe so, yes. So it's a, fu- it's a, so it's a huge sloth. It's a fucking huge bitch. <laughs> it's a big sloth. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, I, I know nothing about, about this. I though. Oh, is it? That's a bummer. Yeah. That's a bummer. Um, but you know what? We'll see. We'll see if it's a bummer or not. This is the trailer for Slother House. Slother House. Here we go. So cute. What is that? That's a sloth. Yep. Honestly, it doesn't look terrible. I think it's playing on the trope of like the slow moving slashers that somehow managed to get everybody and they just get got the animal that's the embodiment of that. I mean, that's, that's kind of genius. Really, that's actually a really good point. I, I wasn't even thinking of it that way, but you're 100% right. It's kind of genius, though, right? Yeah. 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 I, I, it looks, I wish it was rated R because I want some gore in this, but sure. uh, it could still be fun. I agree. <laughs> Don't lie. You want sloth titties. That that's why you want it to be rated R. Hey, I've already been spoiled by duck titties, and I've watched from Howard the Duck, and I've watched that a billion fucking times. So like, if I get other animal titties, I'm fine. But everything else is gravy. Josh is all the barnyard, uh, barnyard titties, barnyard shenanigans. Uh, that looks great, though. I mean, I love I love just stupid kitschy horror movies. So of course, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, if you I'm can make that. it work, sometimes they're just one joke and they can't sustain a whole movie, but sometimes they know how to make it above and beyond. This looks like there's actually some cleverness to it. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Zombievers? Yeah. And that was a one note movie that wasn't very great. Oh my God. It was oh, amazing. Dude, Are you kidding me? <laughs> Zombievers was amazing. <laughs> Sorry. I hate, I don't hate to disagree because I love to argue with people, but uh, it's not recent enough that I can argue details. I just remember the general feeling of being, oh, that's it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> God. Why do you hate such good things? Okay. Anyway, um, last but not Last but not least this week uh, is the trailer that, of course, we had to do. Uh, it is the trailer for Saw X. Return to form for the franchise. Yeah. As much as we wanted to see a... We've both we've all seen this, obviously, at this point. This trailer like, came out the day after we recorded last week. So. Yeah. There was no way we weren't going to watch yeah. it. Yeah. As much as we wanted a follow-up to the story of Spiral, I am super happy to get a return to form movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a little nervous about its placement still and whether it's going to feel shoehorned. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, it's going to feel a little shoehorned. But <laughs> I'm okay with it. We'll see. Let's rewatch the trailer. We'll talk about it afterwards. Uh, this is the trailer for Saw X. The cancer is still spreading. I'm afraid there's nothing else we can do. There is one person who might be able to help. Our program is a two-pronged treatment outside Mexico City. The results have been stunning. This is not retribution. It's a reawakening.
choice is yours. Shockingly, it looks like it was made in the early 2000s. Like they captured yes. that essence of those yeah. early Saw movies perfectly. Well, and and I was like, upon rewatching it a few times, um, the thing that I picked up on is it it actually. So we were talking about how it's it's gonna be in between. It's it lies One, in two. between the first movie and the second movie, basically, Correct. and this has. So if you think about the first movie, John Kramer was present during the entire experiment, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. he was he was in the room with Doctor Gordon and uh, and Eric, not Eric Matthews, uh, Lee Lee Wanell, yeah. Um, and then in the second movie, he is not present, but he has this group of people all kind of fighting to stay alive throughout this entire thing. This is kind of a a mixture of the two. John Kramer is heavily involved in the entire process. Like he's actually watching over the whole thing from a it looks to from a control me, room. It but looks he's to got me like, a, like he's got like a group of people all at the same time just like saw two a group of people all fighting for their lives at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think it's like I a think good mixture of one and two. I think it's going to be more like six, except for adding extra people to it. Because that one was also about healthcare, except for they took the insurance company uh, angle on it. Sure, yeah. yeah. This yeah. one's going to be dealing with healthcare, but uh, it's going to be dealing with fake ass doctors on it. And I, they already did it one time with a single guy going through a maze of traps. This time they're doing multiple people. But I've two is decent, but like five was pretty awful when they had multiple people on, on the traps. And then jigsaw was pretty awful where they had multiple people on the traps. Yeah. So I'm kind of, they look great in trailers, but they don't usually do well in execution. I'm hoping this is the exception. I will say that this looks better than jigsaw. Um, Jigsaw definitely looked like a movie that was made of the time it was made in. Again, this one looks like they recaptured that early gritty grungy kind of like feel the saw movies yeah, right absolutely. um so i I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it to that i am worried that it's going to feel shoehorned in because as we were talking last week the saw series does such a good job of just intertwining its stories so to, to where you feel like how the fuck did they write saw one without knowing what was going to happen in saw five and you know they didn't know it but like no, like it they did such a good job to of me that. but i'm okay with it i I, don't, I never, I never. To felt me, I always convoluted. thought it was cool yeah. because you go like, like maybe if you really start to break it down, it gets a bit convoluted. But sure, you go, you know, like you watch Saw Two and you realize there's a, there's a character from Saw Two who's now showing up in Saw Five, and the you know it's relating back to yeah. to that. I enjoy it. I actually moment. have no problem with it being convoluted, but I full and I fully enjoy just the madness of how convoluted it is. Because they kill off their main bad guy in the third movie, yeah. but they had to make get as much John Kramer in there as possible. So they made the timeline just wonky as hell, <laughs> makes zero sense. There's no way he could There's, plan this intricately, right. but it's fine. There's right. something charming though about how wonky it is. Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> like it's, it's absolutely batshit crazy, but you like it because it is. Also, exactly. uh, before I forget this, was was that uh, did we hear Costas Mandalore in that? In that, uh, that uh, of all the of all the men you could have picked to mess with, you picked John Kramer. That wasn't John Kramer saying that. No, you're right. He wasn't that to me. Third that person. to me sounded like Costas Mandalore, who was uh, who was he? Hoffman. Yeah. 
Detective Hoffman. That's... Uh, I've heard he's I've heard he's in it from the Twitter, so I'm hoping. That's oh, really? So I that's, actually I, love Hoffman. I did too. I did I'm too. hoping they bring back Donnie Wahlberg. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, some way, bring back the new kid. I think yeah, I don't uh, have the, I don't have the connection to the new kids on the block that you guys do. Oh, you're not part of the Blockhead podcast. <laughs> no, I'm I'm very I'm very circular in my uh, fans that I appreciate. Uh, blame blame roommate Jen. It's all her fault. Um, yeah, but and I uh, think it looks great. At though. any rate, I'm I'm stoked on yep. Saw Ten, dude. I've looks I've, awesome. Uh, there's been some like there's been some stinkers in the franchise, yeah. but I've I've still loved every single one of them because I agree. There's just something about the Saw series that has grabbed. It's endearing. It's grabbed me for. I think it's the first franchise that oh, we've talked about this on the show before. It's the first franchise that was born. During our lifetime, that I really got super sunk into, yeah, yeah. like Scream, yeah, I, I hate Scream. I, I, but like Scream was the franchise. Go fuck yourself. Scream, Scream is probably the franchise that started uh, when you know, like it's it's the one from we, our generation. We followed that it from the ground up. Yep. But Saw to me is the one that I I've agree. I've felt more connected to. I agree. I've, lo- I've loved every Saw movie, regardless of whether they're good or not. And I will continue to love every Saw movie, regardless of whether they're good or not, to be honest with you. For I just me, can't get enough of it. For me, it's the wrong turn movies. <laughs> can't go wrong. Every one of them's amazing. Um, there's no, there's wrong, no wrong the turns start. to be had. There's no wrong turns to be had. <laughs> God, some of those movies are shit. Anyway, um, yeah, that's uh, that's trailer trash. That's trailer trash. That's we watched some trailers. We are sufficiently trashed, <laughs> I hope, get, by we're now. Getting we're um, getting there. We're getting there. And uh, now it's time to get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we got to start the news session here with uh, a couple of bummers. Uh, first off, uh, James, what's your favorite movie, favorite horror movie ever? Or movie ever. My favorite cross genre movie, if you will. Oh. Um what my favorite non horror movie? As good as it gets. Okay. <laughs> so, so not as good as it gets. <laughs> what? Is Jeff Nicholson Oh. We're talking about George. I thought you said non horror movie. No, I said favorite horror movie and then I said cross genre. I never said non horror movie. When you say cross genre, it yeah, opens it say- up to be something that's not horror. Well, but it still needs to be horror if it covers everything. Is no. what I'm saying. As good as it gets is horrible, so I get that. <laughs> and, you, and you still got it wrong. It's the thing. <laughs> fine. All right, fine. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, so Jaws 2. So not even not even Jaws. Uh, Jaws 2 actor uh, Mark Gilpin has passed away at the age of 56. Uh, he was the kid in the beginning of He was a child actor at the time. Uh, he played... Um, Roy Scheider's young son Sean in Jaws two. He was one of the kids that was on the uh, on on you know the thing and the shark came and yeah the, yeah the yeah crunch, the crunch crunch yeah got unalived. Um, yeah. he not alive. Uh, he passed away at the age of fifty six after a battle with glioblastoma. 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 Which yeah. I was I was asking you if you knew what it was because I don't know what that is. It's just brain cancer basically. Oh, ah, that sucks. That sucks. That's a bummer. Uh, but yeah, he passed away at the age of 56 this week. Um, he also did episodes of like Silver Spoons, Fantasy Island, uh, so a lot of TV stuff or whatever. Um, he was in License to Kill, 
which is the James cool. Bond movie. Yeah, the James Bond movie. Nice. Uh, so yeah, best. and also Legend of the Lone Ranger. So that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, so yeah, rest in peace uh, to Mark Gilpin. That's yeah, bummer. Rest in peace. Also this week, uh, and this is not very often do we get like. <laughs> no, he he wasn't in the license to kill. <clears throat> Uh, James Bond movie. He was in the license to kill. Uh, it just said license to kill. It didn't specify. <clears throat> why is this? So why do you not ask questions? Do you give such affirmative answers? <laughs> Hold on. Is this what are you what are you looking at? Is this a Denzel Washington movie called you... License to Kill? I didn't know that there was such a thing. I didn't know that either. I only there's... know the one License to Kill movie, and it has Timothy Dalton in it. Mm-hmm. No, it's a Den. It's a <laughs> It's apparently also a Denzel Washington movie. And that's the one that he was in? It looks like it, yeah. Well, fuck Mark Gilroy. Or you, you, you got nothing now. Even in death, you got nothing. Or in well. Spanish. Or in Spanish. <laughs> permis, just, permiso just, para matar. Just edit yeah, out a, all this shit and make it set. <laughs> let his legacy be licensed to kill with Timothy Dalton. <laughs> No, you know what? From here on out, that's what he was in. All right, yeah. License to kill with Timothy Dalton. For sure. Um, okay, so moving on to uh, another death this week, and this is a big one. Uh, rarely do we get deaths of this magnitude, uh, but Paul Rubens yep, yep. passed away at the age of 70. Uh, obviously, if you don't know him by name, he was Pee Wee Herman. Huge fucking bucket of wind for this guy, even at 70. Yeah. Um, apparently, he was well, battling. Except for that whole, you know. You know what? Let the man be. <laughs> he went into a theater where you're expected to jerk off, and he got caught. Yeah, like, I never really understood. I never, I never really burger. understood the backlash. What was that, Josh? What'd like going say? into Burger King and eating a burger and getting yeah, backlash. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, like, I don't, let let the guy be a guy. Let let him let him have his moment in the sun. You yeah. know. Had he been had he been any other non-famous person? Yeah. Just having a whack at the at the the the. Uh, it wasn't it, like he was watching show. Winnie the Pooh. He was watching a porn film. I don't know what yeah. you're supposed <laughs> to do in those theaters. Yeah, I've never understood that. Like, if you're not, if you're going to a porn theater, you're jerking off. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, What's I've never the done point it. Otherwise, I mean, I've jerked you off just not at a porn theater. <laughs> if you don't get off that chair and it sounds like Velcro, then. What's the point? Well, that just means that they haven't been showing quality films there. <laughs> if you're not sticking to the chair, leave immediately. You know what? That's a solid point. That is a solid point. If your shoes aren't slipping on the floor when you're leaving. Or sticking to the floor. Or yeah. sticking, depending on how long you've been Honestly, you should there, feel like you're in a cockroach hotel or something. <laughs> the fucking flamingo. Um, so anyway, yeah. getting back to Paul Rubens, yeah, his back to Paul Rubens uh, I, I disagree with that tarnishing his legacy. Oh, I absolutely I do. Too. He like, I went to jail for it, it, the whole deal. Like, yeah, it was crazy. That. It was Fuck crazy. That. And people, um, people bring it up like assholes all the fucking time when they're talking about his legacy. Who does yeah. that? I brought it up because I'm not, I'm not in an asshole way. Oh, my, I, I'm like, totally, never, totally not in an asshole way. <laughs> have you never masturbated before? Uh, oh, I never did it in public. Oh yeah, bullshit. I believe we in all saving yourself for God. Have we? <laughs> saving myself for God. Yeah, I've never masturbated. I don't even know what that that's, means. That's for losers. It's when you it's when you find your master and you bait him into a precarious situation. Oh, I've I bet done you that. thought that yeah. was clever. <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing else. No, but absolutely. Uh Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, uh Pee Wee's Big Adventure is one of the top ten movies from my my childhood. It holds up um, too. 
and yeah. it's also it's also one of the top ten uh like um horror moments in a non horror movie. For sure. The, the, the lar- large the large marge, marge scene. Yep. S- fucking petrifying when you were younger. It's one of that, those gateway horror moments that like brings you into this world as adults. That that part and the part where he's is he having a dream and there's the the clown? Do you know what I'm talking about? Was that that? It's one? like he yeah. Yeah, it's the same it's the same movie cuz he goes to he I think he's having a dream where his bike is being stolen. Uh-huh. That's and definitely then, the first movie then. And then he goes he goes and there's a like some creepy animatronic clown outside of the outside of the store. But it's all not of a sudden, Big Top, is it? No, no, no. Okay. It's not, I I don't know that I've ever actually seen Big Top. I haven't. Yeah, big I I used to watch Big Top when I was younger. It doesn't hold a candle to oh, I mean really? it's still good, but it doesn't hold a candle to Big Adventure. Big okay. Adventure was amazing. Okay. Playhouse was my shit as a kid. Like I watched tons of that stuff and then they put it on adult swim for a while. I'm like this yeah. is this probably would be so much better if I was drunk or high right now. But it's like well, weird vibes good. going from and Lawrence Fishburne started on that shit. <laughs> he did. He did. He's um, a cowboy, right? Yeah. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne and who was the? Didn't somebody play Mr. McFeely for a while? To, the uh, the the um, post postman wasn't that somebody famous too? Probably that I'm not sure. I just know wait, Lawrence the, Fishburne. Wait, wait the, was the cowboy not the postman? No, you can't be a cowboy and a postman at a the po- same time. Are you crazy? Why not? <laughs> because if you're delivering mail, who's going to take care of the cattle? Yeah. In fairness, it's in ridiculous. a show like Pee Wee, I would expect the postman to be a cowboy. <laughs> hey, that show made perfect sense all the way through. Does your couch um, not scream at you when you sit on it? <laughs> no, it does. It does. That movie or that show was 100. percent I mean, like the the writers' room was just filled well, with people on shrooms. And yes. later in life, though, he did the live show of the new Pee Wee. Oh yeah, and it was amazing. It was adult I've, and yeah. it was adult oriented. Oh, super adult oriented. Yeah. It was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Like, and and who can forget Mystery Men? Oh yeah, that appealed. to <laughs> Come me. on, I, Mystery I see, Men's a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> it has its moments. He the was one of the moments. He was one of the moments Dan because uh, I was a kid that loved farts, and the fact that he his, <laughs> his humor was or his power was activated by pulling his finger. Fucking loved that. And the shriek ray. The shriek ray worked for me as somebody that was young and was like, "Oh, those women's clothes are getting smaller on them." Like that. But other than that, I don't his, think it's a great movie, but it has moments. His brand of humor, though, was exactly up our alley. Like, like this shows our, our show. Our whole thing is horror movies, craft beer, dick jokes. Like that's <laughs> that's our mantra for the show. Like that's if that's not PB Herman and Paul Rubens, I don't know what it is. You know, like it's just dick jokes and fart jokes and 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 lowbrow humor disguised as like children's television. Like how amazing is that? And it's you're, definitely you're, cro- you're crossing streams now. I'm thinking <laughs> now. I'm thinking that our podcast is is disguised as children's programming, which it totally is not. I mean, probably not. You know, you you could show it to a class, be fine. I intend to. Bloody good film for people that want to listen for adults. Bloody good, bloody <laughs> bloody good film pa- podcast. If you want, if you want consistency. And you want adult content? Yeah, That's, I don't know. It's, you know, it's it's a bit viscousy for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the consistency <Viscousy>. of it. <laughs> anyway, though, rest in peace to uh, Paul Rubens, age seventy. Yeah, that was a bummer. 
Yep. All right. We, uh, we're going to get through this pretty quickly here because we are, uh, well into the second hour here, but, um, scream, scream seven has been officially announced and it's going to be helmed not by radio silence this time, but happy death day director, Christopher Landon, Hmm. which I think is absolutely perfect. The happy death day movies are perfectly tongue in cheek, perfectly, like like they've got a good mix of horror and everything. comedy, which and is Freaky everything. was solid too. Actually, uh, this could be. I never saw Freaky. The first actually funny Scream movie, so I'm kind of interested with Christopher could Landon be. being behind yeah. it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely into that. Uh, I, I have no idea when this movie is going to be out. We, you have the the all the strikes and everything going on, so everything's getting pushed back. But um, I support the, fact the strikes, that, but yeah, it sucks. <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I support them too, but yeah, it sucks that's happening. So. Is Back there th- is there any like update on that at all? Is is anybody budging or? I don't think so. I don't think no. artificial intelligence has uh, weighed in yet. So. No, <laughs> we're, still, we're waiting on. We're AI. still waiting to hear from AI. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that's going to be awesome. So whenever that comes, you know, it's going to be fantastic. Like, you know, coming. Yeah. Um, moving on here. See, this is what I thought was going to happen. Uh, before George A. Romero died, he was working on a new film. It was called Twilight of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, after he died, it was supposed to be turned into, if memory serves, his son was going to turn it into a comic. That never sounds happened. Right. And then, what's that? That sounds right. I was agreeing. Yeah, right. I, I think it was supposed to be, and that never happened. But now, apparently, the film version of that movie is actually going to happen. Uh, the movie was rewritten or, or finished being written rather by Joe Netter, who is a novel horror novelist, mm-hmm. uh, Robert Lucas, and Palo Zalati. Zalati, there we go. There's no two L's. Uh, they finished the screenplay that George Romero had started, and apparently that's going to be uh, going into production pretty soon to uh, round out the Romero saga. Uh, I, I feel like continuing the of the dead movies after this mm-hmm. seems ill-advised yeah but i'm very okay with them finishing his last yeah, you know his ma- last work. material that's already in existence exactly right? so and, do, so does his son still have any hand in this or i don't it doesn't say anything in the release hmm. so that i don't know uh i don't want to i don't want to say yes or no but it doesn't doesn't say it so who knows hmm, right on I'm going to uh, admit yeah. I'm not, like, ecstatic about this. I'll definitely check it out, but everything after Day of the Dead in his franchise is kind of not working for me. I think he said everything he had to say about zombies uh, with I, Day of the Dead. I don't disagree with you. I think that was a perfect trilogy of movies, Agreed. honestly. There's no um, bad entry in that. I really liked Land of the Dead, though. Mm. Again, it's it's like the new metal butt rock version of the <laughs> of the dead movies. So I guess you have to appreciate that kind of cinema. But I liked Land of the Dead a lot. Your dogs are going crazy up there right yeah, now. Yeah, I hear that. Diary um, of the I, Dead was real rough. I liked Diary. I, I it wasn't perfect by any means. I'm not going to sit here and say that it was. I thought that it was interest an interesting take though uh, uh, in that world. You know, being that that all of these movies take place in the same universe. It's interesting to see it from different perspectives. I appreciated it for that. Survival of the Dead was the roughest. And I think that was just because there was no interest left in it. And he was trying to keep this vision alive. 
It felt and like he, he was going on brand for himself and didn't have any idea of what to actually what? do when he actually made good movies outside of the Living he Dead did. franchise. He did. I, I, I think the survival definitely had its merits. I, I He was trying to say something, and it was all about people like... I haven't seen it in a long time, to be honest with you. But like, I remember it being somewhat about people like not wanting outsiders coming into their land. Basically, it was kind of like that whole like uh, that doesn't, like, that like, doesn't uh, vibe xen- with people today. Like at all. xenophobia, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody loves everybody nowadays, so maybe that's why it didn't. Com- it didn't. Oh yes, yes. With it You're today. right. They do. Yeah. You're right. And later, we're yeah. talking about Nazis. Well, just one um, big happy family. I, I, you're right. Survival wasn't great. I still enjoyed it for what it was, but I'm not going to sit here and say that it was a great movie. Um, but you know, who knows? Twilight, maybe Twilight had a much better concept than any of the other ones. I'll go in open-minded as much as I can. I want it to be good. I'm rooting for it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I know no clue when that's going to be coming out, but, uh, it's apparently in the works. So that's fun. Moving on here, um, Never Hike Alone Two has wrapped, which is awesome. Are yes. you are you up on those movies? Absolutely, I love those. To me, they're canon. I don't give a I fuck agree. that they're not oh, yeah. made, made by the studios. Yep, hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. Uh, this is the movie that has Tom Matthews back in it once again, directed by uh, Vincent Desanti, who also plays Jason. Mm-hmm. Um, this was supposed to be the movie that this is the movie that was three movies combined into one mm-hmm. when they decided to not make a gajillion of these I'm things. I'm glad they're doing this because the one that they did that was a short episode didn't quite work for me. Was that the snow one? No, yeah. Like in the snow, yeah. I, I liked it. So I have the ghost cut that puts both movies together and it flows way better as one watch. I will say that. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Um, and Vincent DeSanti, quite frankly, should be going on to do bigger, better things after this. Agreed. He does not. He does not need to be wrapped up for the next ten years making fan films. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, so, sure. uh, so yeah, excited about that. Hopefully, that will be coming out soon. Here, uh, next up. Oh shit! What did I do? Oh no! Uh, no, here it is. Uh, oh, this doesn't matter. I could, I could have exited out of that. Doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> last but not least, here. Um, Josh, you like reading. You you like words. You're a read guy, right? Yeah, I, I'm learned. I I know how to <laughs> read words. You also, I, I assume that you're also a fan of Godzilla. Oh, I fuck. We do Kai June every June. We fucking <laughs> love Godzilla. I don't fucking listen to your shitty show. Um, <laughs> Bloody good film podcast. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing. Uh, back in the day, the Japanese audiences had novelizations of both Godzilla and Godzilla Raids Again. Never available in English whatsoever. However, they're getting English translations for the very first time coming soon here. Which I think is actually pretty cool because Godzilla from the 50s was... I mean, it, that, that was uh, it never existed before, right? So the novelization had to have been a terrifying read. The first Gujira movie... Uh, it's is a fucking masterpiece. Like yeah, I, agree. I know I Godzilla's yeah. known for being cheesy, but that movie's not cheesy at all. It fucking no. works. Yeah. So I would read the fuck out of that novelization. That movie is presented more like a horror movie than mm-hmm. most horror movies we get nowadays. Yeah, I'll agree. And it's not really a horror movie. I don't well, agree with that. Well, well, okay, okay, it is, but it's like sci. It's more sci-fi horror rather than like horror horror. If that makes sense, I, I disagree know. with that as well. <laughs> well, you can go do something with your butt. Um, October 3rd is when these are coming out. And um, yeah, 
I, I'm, I'm excited about them. I'm going to read them, and I'm excited to see how the novelizations, if they're anything like novelizations of movies from the States, they're going to vary a lot. So I'm I've excited read some good to, ones. Yeah, so, as have I. And I'm, I'm excited to read the how the the Japanese perspective, though, was enhanced in the novelizations. I think that's going to be really interesting to read. So I feel like there's a lot that was probably added afterwards that talks about, you know, how shitty it was to live through a nuclear holocaust. Well, the, the novelizations you know? are usually done off of like the first or second draft of the script. And they're yes. based off that so they can still make some differences when they actually gets into the fucking studio. So yeah. you, you're going to get the pure vision with this novelization of what Gojira is supposed to be. I'm very interested in seeing that because I've read like the Halloween uh, novelization and like – Michael Myers had purple hair on his mask in that novelization. I wonder yep. what color hair Gojira is going to have in the novelization for Godzilla. Probably pink because he's on the Barbie train. Makes actually, sense. Uh, <laughs> I actually didn't know that the, the novelizations were typically based off the first or second draft. Th- of the that's script. so they is can that... come out at around the same time as the movie came out because yep. it used to be harder to see movies uh, when uh, because they weren't on DVD or any kind sure, of yeah. home media yep. thing. So they'd release the novelization so you could re watch in your mind what you saw in theaters that's cool that's yeah. cool and um, i mean like but then when they differ so vastly like that it's like it's still recon- pretty interesting reconciling what you see on screen and like and and what you read in the book yeah it's cool though i mean it, it allows you to kind of have a different perspective oh they're on, absolutely great yeah that's cool uh, anyway, though, uh, that is the end of the news. Cool. That's all I got. All right. So we're going to take a little bit of a break, and when we get back... We're not. Uh, we're not coming back. Nope. Correction. <laughs> Correction for next week and this, this week. Was we're the, not, this we're not is the end back. of the Buzzkill podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we get back, it's the Third Reich on the first rock by the planet Earth. That was great, right? Yeah. Oh, it's, I, except for it's the except for it's the fourth. Did break. you come Damn up it. with that off the top of your dome? That was I incredible. Did, yeah. Wasn't that awesome? Very. I impressive. felt like it was written by AI. <laughs> it feels good to not be the one ridiculed by Josh. <laughs> uh, All right, we'll be back in a sec. All right. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, um, Nazis. <laughs> that's, that's that's how we're doing this. <laughs> Nazis. Now that I have your raise, attention, raise your hand if you like Nazis. I'm not allowed to raise my hand. My dad's Jewish. Really? Yeah, I celebrate Hanukkah and Passover. I and never shit. would have pegged you for a Jew. Well, I'm only a bad thing. Ish. I'm I, just. <laughs> Unlike George Santos, I can say that joke. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. No, honest to God, though, I never would have pegged you for uh, for, for being of the Jewish uh, faith. Really? I, I, I could have sworn what? I showed I was circumcised when I came in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, so am I, though. It doesn't, it doesn't make me 
Jewish. Move on. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, just saying. I'm, I'm making it weird. No, no, no. I'm, we're gonna bury. We're gonna beat this. Yeah, death let's now. let's get the, let's get crazy with this. I'm circumcising Catholic. What does that mean? Yeah, it means you're a lapsed Jew. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, the Nazis. Uh, we all know they never left, right? They're just on the dark side of the moon. I think that's right. Well, that that in Argentina. And What's Argentina, that, well, that we know is true. That we like, know is true. One hundred percent, we know that's true. Yeah. Um, all right. So the movies that we did this week, because I owed the bloody good guys better movies than we did last year, which was the movie that I made, and uh, I still don't feel bad about that. But zombie, uh, zombie apocalypse, uh, zombie apocalypse redemption. Just in case you are wondering, and about he's that. trying to actually give himself redemption here. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to. I don't know if I did it or not. You can let me know. Yeah, we'll let Josh be the judge of that. We did Iron Sky and Iron Sky, the next race. The coming race. The coming race. That's what it was. The coming race. race. Oh, God. (laughs) I didn't even write it down that so much. I don't care. Uh, So, Iron Sky, though, the very first movie was from 2012, uh, directed by Timo. Let me, let me get out my linguistic skills here. Is this dude hot? Because Timo, <laughs> you started that. You started Timo. that with the fine. <laughs> no, no, but it's his last name. I'm going to butcher. Timo Vorensola. 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 Yeah. I can't judge. I butcher everybody's name too. Yeah. So this guy actually, um, he didn't do much. However, he did do the very controversial. Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Oh, so yeah, and I looked very... that up before I watched this movie, and I'm like, oh fuck, I watched Jeepers Creepers Reborn. That was one of the worst movies I <laughs> saw. Was it terrible? It was okay. really? abysmal. You see, so, all the, the I understood the CGI moon. CGI moon makes sense. You can't get people on the moon. CGI house in the woods? No, I cannot get behind that. I'm watching the trailer for it right now, and it does look terrible. So what you're saying is that the child molester did the Jeepers Creepers movies better. Unfortunately, I have to stop with the child molester. That's that's a bold claim. That's a sound clip right there. (laughs) (laughs) Can't take it back. Bloody Control Podcast is no more. The Nazis set up a secret base on the dark side of the moon in 1945, where they hide out and plan to return to power in 2018. Uh-huh. There's your there's a synopsis. It's not a terrible synopsis in fairness. Uh you have Julia Ditz who plays Ooh. uh she yeah, she's she's quite babely. I think it's uh, probably Dietz. Dietz. She is yeah, the sexiest Nazi since Allison Duty and uh, Last Crusade. Which <laughs> yes. You know what? I'll give you that. Yeah. Total I, I don't, babe. I don't think that can disagree with you. She plays uh Renate Richter. Uh she is the Renate God, you're so fucking white, dude. Renat. Is it Renat? I said Renate, too. Renate Richter. Renate Richter. Um, yeah, she's a, a school teacher on the Nazi base who finds herself being the um, the to-be wife of the next Fuhrer. Fuhrer. The next Fuhrer, played by Gunz Otto, who plays Klaus Adler. So it's going to be Fior Adler. Did you put a wait? Where'd you get you that N? Did you put an N in his name? It's Gout. there's no N in Guts Otto. Oh, Guts Otto. I thought the I thought the two dots over the O gave it like a hard like N. A hard it made o. you, you thought hard, it made, you thought it put an N name? in his name. Guns. You said Guns Otto. Guns Otto. <laughs> sounds German. I it sounds know. like no, a, a German fest. He's gonna give you his schnitzel. 
<laughs> it sounds like a local auto dealer. Stop on by Goon's Auto. <laughs> Get yourself a silver Chevy Silverado. You boys are like, yeah, like you. Right. Um, and, uh, and unfortunately, though, uh, her plans get foiled by the the United States um, campaign. <laughs> the, the, the U.S. campaign astronauts who want to put a flag on the moon supporting the new president Black of the United the States. <laughs> Black to the Black moon. Black to the moon. <laughs> by a guy named James Washington, played by Christopher Kirby. Uh, James Washington has... He's maybe my favorite part of the of the entire yes. movie. Well, um, not only because well, that that sounds terrible. He gets turned white, which is one of the most funny things in the entire movie. Man, man I love to see a black man get turned white. It just sets everything right in the world, doesn't that is it? Not this is the future <laughs> I want. I am German, after all. Uh, also, um, we have Wolfgang. Oh, okay, Wolfgang. Wolfgang Kurzfleisch. Kurzfleisch. Yeah, yeah, that okay. sounds good. That. Yeah, that's good. Uh, played by Udo, Udo Kier. Kier. Udo Kier. Um, which honestly, I'm surprised to see Udo Kier show up in this movie. Really? Because it's just, just, <laughs> it's just not the, the kind. This is just not the kind of movie that I expected anybody with a name to be in. Quite frankly, haven't, haven't we decided in the past that Udo Kier was one of those people who would just sort of do, do anything? anything? Sure. Yeah. I mean, this is Plus, this is also the second time he's played Hitler. So that, I was about ready to say, say something. <laughs> I was about ready to say that was in the trivia at IMDb. I'm not good with acronyms. Uh, he's played Hitler before, and no offense to Udo. He looks like a fucking Nazi. So this is oh, the exact does. type oh, of movie that he would be. Well, he's German as fuck. I mean, come on. It's, it's those, hard to escape. It's those that. light eyes. It's something about the light eyes that just makes him look like a Nazi. So as we uh, as we were talking about uh, through the the, the the stars here, um, you have the the U.S. sends astronauts <clears throat> to the moon to plant a flag. There's basically a. It, it's it's for the new president of the United States it's who is in support of Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. Wait, yes. that was supposed to be Sarah Palin? They were so oh. subtle. Oh, hold on now. <laughs> Honestly, she looked less like her than the Sarah Palin from the porn parodies. Oh, oh this looks like pa- the porn parodies. Palin. Obviously, uh, her and uh, her campaign advisor gave off porn vibes for me. And I was like, I this looked the movie up, gave I'm off like, porn vibes. Come on. It's weird because it's just porn vibes, but there were no nipples in this. And like, How I watched this at the gym. Right? I was ready for to, to cover up some nipples <laughs> when I watched this. And like, the worst we got was a little bit of lingerie. And like, this isn't middle school. This isn't Maxim Presents Which, Iron Skies. What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> That lingerie happened out of nowhere too. They're getting sucked out of an air hole, and suddenly her clothes fall off. Like how the? F- I mean, if it I doesn't mean, if, really make any sense. If there's sense. any, well, sure. If there's any place where your clothes are gonna randomly fall off, it's when the vacuum of space is pulling at them. You know? Yeah, well, it's just not gonna stop off. at the bra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> titties are gonna be flying free. Because I, I want to be one of those creeps it's a of very like supportive bra. I want to see the physics of suction. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, that's um, when James is over there with you. <laughs> you yeah. Oh, the physics of suction. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so uh, the U.S. sends astronauts to the moon uh, in support of the new Sarah, uh, President Sarah Palin, and uh, they basically find out that there is a Nazi base on the dark side of the moon. With a Nazi um, swastika-shaped base. <laughs> the, 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 it's like the Pentagon, in fairness. It's the swastagon. 
The swastikon. The swastikon. That's what I was calling it the entire time. Uh, so James Washington is the only survivor of the crew. He gets abducted ab- aboard the swastikon. And um, in order to, because he says that he knows the president, they turn him white to become a Nazi. <laughs> Which is the best part of the movie. And I love how his hair goes from being like an afro to being like... Straight and blonde. Straight and blonde, too. Like, it wasn't just Beautiful. his skin. It was his whole everything. They gave him the white girl's treatment. Like that, oh, shit. Uh, yes. That uh, uh, Wayne's Brothers movie. Yep. Like they gave Which him the light eyes movie. and the straight blonde hair. It was so creepy looking, dude. Um, so then they, uh, he, he essentially he, he escapes and gets back to Earth. Cause the, he doesn't he escape. They well, no, take no, no. him he, to Earth. Well, well, he he convinces them that he's part of the, the <laughs> he's part of the program. He's going to work with the Nazis, and he's like, we can go to Earth and meet the president. So he takes them there, and as soon as they get there, he's like, no, this shit's whack, and I'm not. Uh, I don't know the president. Well, you notice <laughs> it's, like, you, it's all it's all a hoax. You skip to like it's pretty it's pretty obvious from so these these Nazis have been living up on the moon for what like two generations now like that, since yeah. at least the 40s none of them ever have ever seen a black man so uh renata she like she kind of takes this instant interest in him and she like please whatever you do pretend to be a nazi like they want you to be a nazi just pretend to be a nazi like so, he's getting brainwashed well, she's, she's good like like her in her heart of heart she, she's good she, she actually thinks no. so like she's and, naive and, one of the things that they, one of the things that they, uh, so she shows her class of students, uh, the Great Dictator, the old Charlie Chaplin movie. But it's, it's been, the greatest short film that shows that Hitler just wanted to get the world in his warm embrace. Right. They edit it. They edit it down to show that uh, to show that Hitler was just this wonderful guy who wanted to bring the whole world together. So she's under the opinion that the Nazi Party is this wonderful thing that's just trying to unite the whole world. So when she takes them down to Earth, that's that's the whole goal. Yeah. I, I am still and, confused by the fact that they still seem to be very into eugenics and that like, oh, we're a 97% genetic match and we should be fucking and having kids and that doesn't ring any bells that something wrong is going on here. Well, they don't think it's wrong because that's all they know. You know, like it seems weird oh, to look us. At Mike, well, the I, Nazi I sympathizer think... over here. <laughs> she, <laughs> Jesus. she seems like she's the only one who really has the idea that the Nazi party is something good and beautiful. I'll be honest. Doesn't I it seem like all of the other ones or all of the men who are involved with it know exactly what it is, right? Well, and that has that has everything to do with the men are the ones that are in power. So right. the people that are in power, they know the above the line and below the line. Whereas right. Whereas her, the kids, everybody else, they only know the the, the good parts of it. If, mm. if there is a good part of it, you know, like the what they what they perceive to be good at least. Oh, right, right. so you the, see, the there's a good part about being a Nazi, Mike. Wow, interesting. Wow, dude. It's called bratwurst. Thought I knew you, man. I love bratwurst. <laughs> what I find Some weird about this movie is their <laughs> mad scientist is clearly modeled after Albert Einstein. Who's a I Jew? Thought- so, I thought that too, but apparently it's supposed to be Doc Brown, and I can see the I can see the the well, uh, Doc Brown's modeled after Albert sense. Einstein. <laughs> Is he really? 
I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, mean it, that, makes I mean, sense, it would make sense, but apparently it was supposed to be after Doc Brown. But you're right. I, I, I thought Einstein too, and that makes way more sense. And it's very Especially ironic. With the mustache. Yeah. Like once you have the mustache into the mix, it this... stops being Doc Brown and becomes Einstein. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd can't grow a mustache. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of strange. That's trivia. They said that in the commentary for Back to the Future Three. <laughs> That's <laughs> that he can't that he can't Josh grow a mustache. The, uh, exactly. Grow, I was I was saying it's kind of strange that they modeled the doc that it they seemingly modeled the doctor off of a hundred percent. They could say Christopher Lloyd, but that's Albert Einstein. For sure. He even does an that's Albert exactly Einstein voice, and he never once says "Great Scott." <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh, there's as far as like so here's what i really liked about this movie when's the last time we got a really great parody movie you know what i mean was it supposed to be parody oh 100 so i thought i i I thought that it was too but like it's weird because most parody movies are are so tongue-in-cheek that it's in your face and it smacks you around with how parody it is right yeah this movie didn't really feel like that like it it was Mm -hmm. obviously parody the quality of the movie mm-hmm. was way better than I ever expected a movie like this to be. The, I don't the, think the this CGI. Is parody, this What's is that? satire. This isn't parody. This is okay, a movie know, that's. Parody. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. We mixed up our terms. You're right. It, it is satire. Yeah, you're. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's. That being said, even for a satirical movie, though, of this, the movie looks way better than it rightfully should. Like, it. Like, and and not to jump ahead, but the second movie looks even better than the first movie, and it never. Josh, I see that stupid face you're making. You <laughs> shut it. <laughs> These movies, both though, is all I'm saying is they look better than they rightfully should for what it is. I don't know what the budget of these movies were, but I don't understand how a satire movie 7. about 5 Nazis million for pounds for this one. That's insane. A movie about Nazis on the dark side of the moon and then everything that happened in the second movie, like it is absolutely mind-boggling to me that this movie looks as good as it does. It never should have. You have way better movies that we've watched on both of our shows that deserve higher budgets that don't get them than this movie fucking got Mm -hmm. for what it did. I will say... I had some apprehension before I started this movie when you sent it to me. Like you took it as like I said, oh, zombies and or, or Nazis in space, and you thought I was saying like something good about that. I think Nazis is shorthand for laziness and like, oh, let's be edgy and funny. Let's throw Nazis in random noun. And that's gonna be I don't know why I did a Nazi salute on the side there. Nazis and <laughs> random solutions or whatever. And that's how we're going to make the movie. Final and solution. same reason why I haven't watched Dead Snow. Nazis as zombies is, like, boring to me. Dead Snow is great, though, it's, dude. It's shorthand for, like, I don't have any wit, but I'm just going to throw Nazis and another word together, and we're going to make the movie. So I was very I apprehensive coming into this. I, I, f- I feel like it's I, – I, I agree with you to a certain extent, but, like, I feel like if you do it I, I, where it's where it's not, like uh, – where it's not the main focus, where it's – you know, yes, you're dealing with Nazis, but it just have Dead Snow is a little more. Dead Snow is maybe a little more on the lazy side, even though I I thought it was great. But something like Frankenstein's Army, you know what I mean? Like Frankenstein's Army dealt with. Uh, You've never seen it, have you, Josh? No. Oh, oh dude, dude. Frankenstein's, very, Ar- uh, Frankenstein's Army. Frankenstein's Army was great. Shit. It, 
Frankenstein's army was great. It dealt with, it still dealt with like the, uh, you know, still dealt with Nazis and still dealt with the atrocious experiments that they were conducting. Well, hi, hi. <laughs> they said, hey, well. Heather. <laughs> Uh, without without making the Nazis like the front and center, uh, you know, like the the thing that was the the the, the focal point of the entire movie. You know what I mean? Um, but I do agree with you. Like it's it's one of those like, well, they call it Nazi Nazi exploitation. Nazi exploitation. exploitation. That was my argument. Is like Nazis at this point they've they've kind of like stopped being such this thing that you can't talk about this faux pas thing that you can't talk about and they become such a parody of themselves because everybody hates a nazi right it's uh, like nobody nobody <laughs> i don't know well, if you watch well, well, not nobody. <laughs> nobody but the general population at least like hates nazis so to use them as a satirical like vehicle for these types of movies mm-hmm. i think it's funny i think it's i think it absolutely has its its place nazi exploitation to me is hysterical I'm the, actually... the she wolf of the ss movies even from like the 70s i think are fucking hysterical i think they're great i'm actually going to give like, this movie some points despite the fact of what i just said because this movie actually almost seems like it predicted the donald trump presidency i know you guys don't like to go too political and i probably go too political on my podcast but the fact that America fell for the Nazi propaganda so hard in this movie uh, seemed very <laughs> prophesical in this. Like Sarah, well, Palin, in the second movie, doubles down on it too. Yeah, the second movie does it poorly. This movie actually did a decent job on it. Like uh, when the Nazis come and like show Sarah Palin the the propaganda that they want to get, and they have actually like post Nazi posters with Sarah Palin's face on it. I'm like. <laughs> They this is really 2012, and they're showing that people in the White House might embrace Nazi ideals. That's a little bit ahead of its time. And I was like, holy fuck, this movie kind of is good, actually. Well, they the, the posters that were in the background that had her face on it and just said yes or whatever, yeah. those were Nazi posters. Like they were literally based that off was, of that was my Hitler point exactly. poster. Yeah. No, no I, I'm 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 just you know, uh, bunking up on that, but like, it's exactly what it was. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, um, it's crazy. But, but what, it, oh yeah. So that's what you were saying as far as like the, cause it's not like the, it's not like the country really embraced it. Right. But like she, like when they came in with their Nazi ideals and, and she's like, oh, well, yeah, this is something I can get behind and I can twist this into, yeah, and it was it was kind of funny. The whole like country did. She I had don't her... think the whole country did in, in the real world either. But there's Nazi what? ideals that have infiltrated into politics. Right. Sure. And she uh, she had her uh, what would you call it? Like a uh, somebody who does the spin. The like campaign her... manager. Yeah. The, can- the campaign manager. Her, like her like black <laughs> widow outfit. Yeah. Because she because she actually knew at the heart what it. She knew these people were Nazis. And oh, she yeah. didn't have a problem with uh, with the Nazis until they. But she's they like, how can I how can I take wrong. their message and how can I spin it to make it more attractive for the public? Which was just, it was hilarious, but also like a really nasty sort of commentary on exactly how this type of shit can happen. You know, absolutely. Like you take something that's just abominable, like a, like a the a, snowman, like an awful, just like a <laughs> like a terrible message. With snowman or, you... or Aryan white. So that was a good point. Mike. <laughs> 
And as long as you put the right kind of spin on it, it can make it attractive to a lot exactly. of people. Yeah. Th- there is actual clever satirical notes in this on like the real world and like fascism and stuff like that. I don't, this is uh, spoiler alert. This isn't the movie that I think is complete shit. Cause there's actually a little bit of something to this movie that happened here. And there was very attractive actresses to get you past the parts that don't quite work as a, I fully, <laughs> fully love, uh, uh, Dietz. She's a gr- sexy ass Nazi. She definitely makes my top five Nazis of all time. <laughs> but my, my Jewish dad is not going to be happy that I have that list. A sexy Sarah Palin works for me. And the, the campaign manager kind of had like a wish brand Olivia Munn vibes going for me. And like, <laughs> I <definitely>. enjoyed that. <laughs> Josh, you're a comic book guy. So I think yes. that you'll appreciate this. When, when that chick was uh, raised up to like general of the spaceship at the very end, did she not have Mr. Sinister vibes? Like See, that, that, that thing she was wearing the, the with the extra flowy yes. shit going from her back. Yes. Cause she went from black vibes to sexy Mrs. Sinister going on. Yes. Thank you. It's all I thought of. I'm like, it's fucking Mr. Sinister. Like, come on. It worked for me though. I, I do love though how, um, the Nazis on the moon, like were completely inept. Like they did not like, we're, like, we're whereas the people on earth from the time the Nazis left until present time, they we advanced. We had technological advances. We had all of this and stuff. On the moon, the Nazis didn't budge at all. They yeah. they stayed in 1945. All their mechanical things were still powered by these gigantic gears, and everything was huge. They saw an iPhone for the first time because Washington brought one to the moon, and they thought that it was like a god machine, like. Like I, I love how he pulls out his phone. He's like, he pulls out his phone and he's like, yeah, it's a, it's a computer, it's a calculator, blah blah. blah. And the, the doctor's like, this is not a computer. This is a computer. <laughs> it's a and he points behind room. him. It's a whole room just filled with shit. Literally the Apollo mission room where and, they <laughs> and then they end up being able to power the entire Gotodamarong or whatever it's called. My my only Gotodamarong is. I don't understand how they had, they had like a USB cable that could plug into the fucking <laughs> iPhone. He created it. It was the universal it's what did Nazi he call it? technology, the, man. What did he call it? The uni- it's the universal systemic. He did. System. He did explain it. And he came up with the same acronym I, with different words for it. I call it USB. I'm doing a Russian accent. I think I'm getting stuck in the in the next movie too much. <laughs> There's not weren't that I, many Russians in the next movie. It was so. just there one. Yeah, it was just yeah. one, but he was my favorite character. So I, I love how even their spaceships look like the Hindenburg. Like they're all blimps. Oh, they're all yeah, Zeppelins. <laughs> they're all, yeah. They're, or Zeppelins, rather. Yeah. They're all blimps. I love how when the rest of the world gets involved, no one knows that any of the countries have anything in space, yet suddenly all of their satellites are now they all show up completely fleet. armed, and Sarah Palin's just like, "You fucking lied! You said that you didn't have any weapons on your." And they're like, "But you lied too. We're the USA. That's what we do: is we lie." One, one of my favorite sight gags that they had in this is they had the Indian uh, guy in the UN or whatever, and uh, oh, he had the, the he had the, the swastika, swastika ring. Yeah. Like you yep. were behind it because of, like that's where the swastika originally no, came from. This is a symbol of peace. That that entire sequence was hysterical to me. Not only was there that, but then it's like nobody wanted to take credit for what was going on, and then suddenly like the North Korean guy was like, "We'll take credit for it," <laughs> even though they had nothing to do. And with they it. get laughed out of the fucking room. It was fucking brilliant. Like 
<laughs> honestly, I came in low expectations for this movie, and it kind of fucking worked. It it, it definitely took shorthand for what would be funny, but sure. uh, from an out, especially I think it works because this isn't an American movie. This is made in Finland, so they weren't afraid to take pot shots at America too. And oh, yeah, like, the oh, fact yeah. that they were able to make fun of America and Nazis and pretty much everybody else in the world because Finland is insignificant. They didn't have to take too many pot shots at themselves. Uh, they were able to shine it on the rest of the world and make it everybody look like fools, which that unfortunately, that actually, when you get older, you realize the whole world is fucking foolish. Yeah, that actually makes one of that makes one of the jokes even funnier, though, because when they when they start going around the room and she's like, She's like, you all lied. You you all have uh, spaceships that are armed, and they start going around the room. Is there anybody here who didn't lie about having weapons on their spaceships? <laughs> Finland. And Finland just like <laughs> meekly raises his hand in the middle of the room. Exactly. That makes more sense now. Finland's the great. only good I, country. <laughs> I I also too like before we move on. Like I love it. It can't be understated how. Like the Nazis were the ones that sent like their ships coming from the moon look like flying saucers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it explains all good. the flying saucer, everything to go on like yeah. in in America for the last fucking fifty years or whatever. Space Nazis. Yeah, people- like it, it makes perfect sense. We had people testifying in Congress about flying saucers recently, so this hit home real fucking hard. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the guy from Blink One Eighty Two was doing it too. So yeah, but he's an idiot. But <laughs> which is it? Is oh, it, hey, you watch your mouth. Is you, it you bite your tongue? Is it Tom weird? DeLong is a national treasure. <laughs> is it weird to either you guys that like people don't seem to care about the fact that there's people testifying on Congress floor about oh, aliens I was, being I was real? making jokes about that because those those testifying shit that was all bullshit that. Doesn't do you mean th- anything. Do you think so? I I just I may, no, I'm, maybe I, I'm not keeping up with it was, enough. There was no evidence uh with those testimonies. It doesn't mean shit. So do you think it's some kind of distraction from something else, or what do you think it is? I just think it's an idiot testifying in Congress. I think there's Nazis oh, on the, the moon. Why are they making such a big deal out of it? No, then? I I, it I think it's a distraction, weird. honestly, from real stuff going on. I think it's both. I think it's both. I, I think that for everything that you see that seems so crazy outlandish, I think that things are meant to look outlandish to disguise the fact that it does really exist. And it's a lot more serious than what we take it as. Yeah. So it is the public perception is for it to be unbelievable because it is actually believable. If that makes any kind of sense. Well, that's why I go back to uh, we talked about the, the book Armada. You don't believe oh God, anything, that book Josh. Was what that book was so bad i i enjoyed but, ready but, player wonder but armada was there was a time in his head where he's like speaking in yoda voice because he's so used to speaking <laughs> in uh in pop culture because of ready player one and there yeah, was no yeah, yeah. reason for his inner monologue to be speaking in yoda voice that was when i knew this book was bad armada was bad but i liked ready player one Listen, and ready player two but i liked ready player one ready player two was just so so it was good I liked Armada for the most no. part. I do agree with Change I do mind. agree with you that it got like a little bit it got it was a bit much at times. I haven't read it yet. But so. uh but the idea the idea of them like slowly releasing things through pop culture to like get us used to the idea that we're not alone That's in the universe. 100% that true. is a pretty that is No, it's a, proven. 
It's proven. That's true. It's proven. Yes, it's proven through no, yeah. what? Through um, uh, the documents that have been um, declassified over the years. That's literally a thing that the CIA has done. But that's only if you believe that. No, no, we actually have been visited by space aliens. And we haven't. They they essentially tell us that they have. We have that it. we have. But again, going back to it, <laughs> is that real or is it just a distraction it's from a something? I firmly believe that it's real. And I, 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 I want to remind. I want to believe back to the real. correction section. I think Mike <laughs> earlier on in another episode said that he has like rational uh, ide- ideas about space and spe- skepticism. No, but go on, go on. <laughs> you are you are a skeptic who is no fun at parties. I absolutely am not. At parties. <laughs> <laughs> My point is like I I firmly believe that this stuff does exist mm-hmm. to what extent i mean that's that's neither here nor there but like i do firmly believe that this stuff does exist and i do firmly believe that the government has known about it for a long time and a way to control things is to let little pieces of things sure. morsels leak out intentionally over time to get the masses more comfortable with it to a certain point that happens and 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 a lot of like like, like WikiLeaks kind of like and how if you want to work your way it's it kind of like how if you want to work your way up up to anal you just start by like just, just the tip just touch it one day it's just the tip and then just put like a fingertip in yeah. there yeah let me let me and then me. the next thing you know Mike's got four of his fingers up my ass see I I I actually just worked the, <laughs> the my whole dick in there and then I did the finger afterwards because I want to get up with, to scale. Wait. With just, your dick, I just go in Gross. dry. I just go in go, dry go, immediately. You gotta go from smallest to biggest. So I put my dick in, and then I put my di- my finger in oh, because that's that's sake. progression. <laughs> so that's um. On that note, Iron Sky. <laughs> I that's that Iron Sky is going to be the newest Urban Dictionary thing I'm going to be putting up there, where you put your dick and your finger in at the same time, but your finger is bigger than your dick. Exactly. That's the old Iron it's, Sky. It's called the Josh Egner. I, I, the old- <laughs> I want a legacy to be remembered by. <laughs> well, no. um, did you notice that the, uh, the very last song that played during the credits was um, the national anthem, but it was sung a couple of... The, the, the beat yeah. was correct, but it was the way that Justin... Uh, the architect it used to sing his songs. It wasn't during the credits. It was during one of the ending scenes. Like whatever, yeah. yeah. But like it was what he used to do though, where he would start, he would sing the song with the correct melody, but start it on like three words ahead. Yeah, it wasn't exactly that though. It was enough to where it it made me think of it. Sort of, but yeah, not really. I didn't okay, notice. Fine. It. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, okay, let's see here. Uh, Iron Sky: The Coming Race. This is the sequel. Which is made way in the future in 2019. The coming race, which is actually uh, <laughs> I'm coming. That's uh, that's one of the ABCs of Death Shorts. The coming race. Yeah, the well, the coming race. The co- <laughs> I had a hard time with this transition because I never rated it bloody good. Uh, the first one was bloody good, by the way. The first it, one oh, was, was bloody it good. Now? Okay, right okay. On, okay. So it's funny. Uh, we have a very different go figure. We have a very difference of opinion on which of these movies was better. At least Josh and I. Really? I don't know where I don't know where you stand. Um, I fucking loved the second movie way more than the first movie. I struggled with the second movie. It seems thought like that, David I, I, fan fiction. I thought that the second movie was structured better. 
I thought that it was more of a story. I thought that okay. like it was more there was more narrative to the entire thing, even as outlandish as it was. There was more narrative to it, and I thought that like it literally just put together and this is maybe biased on my point. It put together everything that I love. Reptilians, Hollow Earth, fucking Nazis on the moon. Like every like conspiracy theory babes. you can think of, babes. Every dinosaurs. <laughs> like like we were everything you can Fun, everything funny, you can think funny of. Funny Russian dudes. Funny yeah. Everything Be- you can think of. Beefcake white dudes. Everything I, that you can I, think of was in this movie. <laughs> I will say the story is stronger in this because it sticks with the main characters better. But the story in this blows while the the while the interesting like kind of almost half sketches that hung together the first movie were more entertaining than the narrative that we got See, in this this seems lazier with the narrative than oh, with I whatever disagree. the fuck that we oh, got I, with in the first movie i disagree i thought the first movie was more like somebody who had a bunch of different ideas and thought it'd be funny. And then they strung them together and that's the movie we got. Whereas that is is accurate actually. But whereas the second movie though, was more, a little bit more thought out and it had like the narration that strung everything together. I thought that, um, I thought that Obi's narration throughout the entire movie really, really helped keep everything together and the movie like moving forward. I think you need the chaos of the first movie in order to make this kind of a story work. And the narration that was too linear and too cohesive actually hurt this movie more. Because I don't give a fuck about any of these characters. James, James, be the, uh, all right. Be the, be the, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to fucking go against me. I liked, I liked, (laughs) I liked both movies. I really did. Um, and watching the first movie and seeing the, you know the the so go to go back on what I said earlier, not parody, satire. Watching the satirical, uh, you know the 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 satirical layout of the first movie, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I thought it said some things that were not necessarily important, but uh, at least Made gave sense. you something gave gave you something to think about. The second movie, though, thought provoking, thought provoking, yeah. I love the second movie. Thank you. Oh. I loved Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> it was, it's still, it It kind of like, I feel like. It was a more entertaining movie. It was 100% more entertaining. Yeah, I was. feel like they, I feel like they, they went into it thinking, all right, we already said what we wanted to say with the first movie. Let's just have fun. Yes. Thank um, you. I, and, I, and and with movies like this, when you're talking about fucking, Josh is so pissed. Right when you're now. talking about space Nazis, I think fun is the aim, right? Yeah. Like fun is what you're looking for. I thought fun I had fun in the first for. movie. I did have fun with the first movie, but the second movie I felt I was had just more fun. infinitely more fun. I liked the characters more. I really liked Obi. I loved Obi. The Russian kid I thought was hey, hilarious. Yes. I had a thing um, for Obi. But the beefcake was amazing. Would you say? Uh, uh, Obi Obi was decent. Uh, the beefcake was funny. He had his moments. Uh, the the Russian guy that looked like Daniel Tosh, he was okay. I don't actually have a problem with the characters. I, mean, I have a problem I mean, with like, Tom on, Green. Fucking Tom Green. Playing. I did not expect to see Tom Green in a movie. <laughs> Tom, there's in this in this movie because there's still plenty of satire in this movie. In this movie, there's a religion. The there's a religion based off of people who worship Steve Jobs. Which, which think about by the, the way, I have an way. Android, so I'm safe from this. Oh, 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 Josh, Josh, we finally agree on something. <laughs> All right. But here's the thing. Here's the funny thing is, right? 
You you take our world right now, put it in between layers of sediment and rock, and people are uncovering our our civilization like three thousand years from now, sure, right? Yeah. They keep finding all of these phones that have the same symbols on them. You would legitimately those those archaeologists would think this was a religion. This movie is only like forty years after uh, two thousand eighteen. Well, well, well. Yes. That, so it's okay, not fine, like they would fine. have no records of who Steve Jobs was. This I give you that. Place I, like a million. I will give years. you that. Did you watch this movie or did you just read the synopsis? Because you can't I'll give say, you that. You I'll give you that. Off the synopsis. But but think about it though. When you pick up that many things that are similar, right, throughout the different races, you would think of that as like a this must be a thing that they. It was a religion. It must be a thing that they all kept very highly in their lives. Like it was, a, I, it's understandable how you can look at people's fanaticisms over certain things, and then like three thousand years later, with no context, you would think that this is like a a deity to them. It was mm-hmm. a, a thing that they respected enough to have like a they 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 wrapped their lives around it, which people do. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you some points because Apple I actually users did think are part this, of a cult. I did think the Steve Jobs cult was good. And this, I came into this movie thinking I was going to like this because that was clever, especially because uh, Apple users, iPod users, iPhone users, they have a cult like mentality. Of if you come in there with your Android phone and you ruin their or your group chats. They go crazy on you. I have lost friendships over <laughs> me coming in with my Android phone into their iPhone group chats. Josh, I am the only. I am the only person in our entire group of friends as an Android, and I fuck up their text chains so much. I want to <laughs> fuck up their text chains because they get so freaked out about it. They get so... It ruins their but, whole fucking day when you come in with ever... I can't even remember what color my text but the one, comes in and their but the screen, one thing but that fuck he does, you, iPhone users. The one thing that he does more than fuck up our, our uh, text chains is bitch about his phone not working. <laughs> okay, my phone is melting and it's coming apart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's that's okay. The, that's the point. Yeah, my my iPhone so has never melted or come <laughs> apart. You haven't been through. You haven't rode the Cajon Pass in California <laughs> in the summer when it's 115 degrees and it's so hot and you're not able to put up your AC because your car engine will catch on fire. <laughs> that's why my phone fucking melted. Yeah, explain Touché. explain why Mike's is melting though. And the in the hottest day that we've had this summer is eighty nine degrees. Next to my hot balls all day. That's 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 all I <laughs> there got. There you go. It's this balls are hot. Come on, man. So so um Laura Rossi who plays Obi in this movie, uh she's fantastic. I like her. uh Vla- Vladimir Berkolov, who plays Ber- Sasha. Berlikov. Berlikov, that's the one. Uh plays Sasha. He's he's the highlight of this movie. He's yeah. he's so funny. I like him. There's not a scene that he is in that isn't great. In fairness, I honestly, thought he was Daniel Tosh until I looked it up. No, I I, I get that. Wait, did he have a sex change? Wait, is, he, is you said Danielle Tosh? Dan Daniel Tosh. <laughs> you said Danielle Tosh. Wait, Mike's gonna get on me about pronouncing <laughs> names right, Mike? Yeah, I can't get on him for it. I gotta get on you for it. Uh, Kit you, Dale. You literally mispronounced the name of the person that you're accusing Josh of mispronouncing the name of. I've heard Mike say who's, who's Mike Shell before. I'm on so. neither one of your cha- te- teams. You, neither one of you can say names properly. 
Uh, moving on. Jones, come on. <laughs> uh, that's Kite Diley. Kite Diley. Kite Diley? As a Jew, <laughs> I take offense to that. <laughs> I'm not uh, editing that because this, you're Jewish. <laughs> this is going to be our last show, everyone. <laughs> Listen to Kite Dial, who plays Malcolm. If you want actual reviews going for. <laughs> Malcolm, uh, Kite Dowell was an actual uh, UFC fighter. Uh, I don't know if it was an actual UFC, but MMA fighter. Um, he's a brick shit. I kind of wondered because he's yeah. just an absolute tank. He looks like a pro wrestler, in fairness. Yeah, like he's a he's a brick shit yeah, house. Whatever. Uh, he played Malcolm. Malcolm was another amazing character. Absolutely loved every scene he was into. I thought um, I was getting ahead of the movie because I saw him put on his lucky shirt and I'm like it's a red shirt and as a Star Trek fan, I'm like oh. He's going to be the guy that dies. And I think they were playing into that because they had a Star Trek thing. You die. If you're in a red shirt, you fucking die in Star Trek. There's even a shirt by, by, there's even a a book by John Scalzi called red shirts about how uh, red shirts fucking die all the fucking time. And I assumed he was going to die. I think they were playing into that because there were so many scenes where like, Oh no, uh, Malcolm just died. And uh, maybe maybe that he was ended up not think, dying. So they're playing with expectations because people like me who watch Star Trek are yeah. like, oh, red shirt in space, he's gonna fucking die. And he lives pretty close to the end of the. He, actually, I think he lived the entire movie. No, he so literally played so with the expectations you're, of people. You're like probably me. right. Then, like that was that was a call out to people who would notice that idea. Oh, it's my lucky shirt, and it's a red shirt. So yeah, everybody just assumes he's gonna die, and then he goes off into the woods, uh, in into the jungle. You and he supposedly he's died killed like by five a saber tooth tiger, and then he comes out and he's got the tooth of the tiger. Yeah, he supposedly died then, like five times in the movie, so they were definitely you, playing with Star Trek fans. You get to the last, you get to the last minute and a half of the movie, and he, him, and him, and uh, the the Russian kid finally, uh, Sasha, Sasha, they finally, they finally kind of become friends, and then he, he and pulls then a mic big, and just grabs some random dude's ass, this and then big he tank. dies. This big tank of a human who has like survived everything throughout the entire movie asks if what they were just eating has wheat and <laughs> oh, yeah. and and shellfish in it, and then you think he's dead, and you're just like, oh my god! The last the last scene of the movie is is Obi sending her dead mom and Malcolm now out into space, <laughs> and then all of a sudden the top of the casket pops open and he's like oh yeah sometimes i just go into a catatonic state when i have the wrong thing to eat i they thought for sure though, that playing was... with star trek fans expectations. yeah for sure i thought That's for hilarious. sure though that as he was sitting up in his like quote-unquote casket uh-huh. it was going to launch out so he'd hit his head on the back of the fucking thing <laughs> i thought they were gonna kill him anyway i, I, I thought so too i honestly thought like he was going like, i'm okay and then it was gonna shoot out yeah <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, so that's Malcolm. Um, uh, Julia Dietz is back uh, playing Renee Richter. Uh, Unfortunately, she's, an old she's lady aged at this poorly. Point. No, she was still a hot old broad. Come on, she was still a hot older she had, lady. Like, but the like... Highlander two makeup that uh, Connor <laughs> McCloud had in Highlander two is like I could still see that she was sexy, but I still wanted her to get younger and younger. <laughs> this was only supposed to be twenty years in the future. Yeah, not that uh, far. Like you're you're going for like I got she like, ages, but Udo Kier does not. I pet well because no, he was he eating does. those because he was eating well, those. Uh, he was eating right, the that's right, that's right. Like I pegged her for uh, for oh, you pegged her. Yeah, you? I pegged her. <laughs> but in the in the first movie, she was what maybe thirty. Yeah, she so, was not thirty. Top. She was like twenty four. 
Tops. Okay, then 24th. So in the second movie, she we're supposed to believe that she looks like she's on her deathbed. She's dying. When she's though. 44 years old. I will. Admit, I guess if you're on uh, the moon base and you're breathing helium three and stuff, maybe it ages you faster. I don't know. Also, sexy but, blondes age faster than any other kind of person. Unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but like sexy, sexy blondes, blondes aren't faster. as sexy as sexy brunettes. Yeah, Ooh, sexy brunettes I, and any other hair color age slower. It's just it's just science. Yeah. Blondes Science. age fastest because they're the space time continuum. Yeah. Well, speaking of it's blondes, when you're having more fun, uh, time, time goes, goes faster. faster. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I'm so desperately yeah. trying to keep us on that, track. That checks out. That <laughs> science checks out. Speaking of blondes, Tom Green plays Donald. Uh, Donald is the leader of the Jobbis. We've talked about him oh, already. Oh, because he was married to Drew Barrymore and she's blonde. That's right. it. Okay. There we uh, go. Stephanie Paul is back playing Vril President. Uh, Vril For, like, is the... Uh, unnecessary is the... cameo by her. By who? Stephanie Paul. Stephanie Paul. She was the... useless in this movie. Oh, I wouldn't say she was useless. I mean, she she looked great. Don't get me wrong. Actually, she looked more cleavagey in this movie. But uh, I thought you yeah, didn't like. I thought you didn't like the, the Sarah Palin look. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> pumped him up in this movie compared to the last one. <laughs> well, yeah, she's up for re-election now. She's got to pump him up even more. She's up um, for re-erection. Ah, he did it. He did it. He did it. Um, yeah. So. This is the movie where you find out that all the world leaders are reptilians, as if we didn't fucking know that already. Yeah. Right? Uh, reptilians, there's a secret base in the middle of the Earth, uh, in the hollow Earth. Ugh. I mean... Dinosaurs still live there. Right. <laughs> there's Nazis on the moon. Yeah. And um, this is the greatest movie ever made. And Udo Kier is ever apparently made. Hitler's twin brother. Um. All Germans look alike. I can tell you that because me and my brothers are all carbon copies of each other. And you do look a little bit like Hitler. Thank you. Like, I've been apprehensive this entire podcast. Yeah. Well, Did you just put your fingers over your fucking Hitler mustache for a second? I was sniffing my fingers. He was, yeah. What do you want from me? He, he, I, I saw him dip his fingers in uh, his Genocide. ass earlier. So. <laughs> earlier. I gotta look. Um, so. The weird thing about this movie, it kind of in the last movie, at least in the last movie, there was like some, you know, um, what do you want to call it? Social plausible commentary? Pl plausible deniability as far as the Nazis go. There's um, nothing anymore. Well, in this movie, they try to make, uh, uh, what was his name? Floor, Floor Shine or whatever the fuck his name <laughs> Floor was. Floor Shine. Um, Wolfgang Quartzfleisch. Sure. They tried to make him my Udo, Udo Kier before U he was Udo here. Kier. Uh, they tried to make him mildly into a good guy, uh, yeah, like an anti-hero. He was never a good sort of, guy. He was never a good bad guy. They—they're trying to like make him look not as bad as Hitler, but it's like you were still a Nazi, right? Yeah. Like I so always thought, I didn't think he was trying not to be as bad as Hitler. He was just like trying to uh, get Obi to think he wasn't as bad as Hitler, but he was. Very much Nazi up the entire time. He was, but well, he also liked humans, though. Like yeah, he also like, wasn't. Yeah, like in the, the like in the race. beginning of the whole thing. I'm like, sure Hitler liked humans too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blonde-haired, blue-eyed humans. Like in the beginning of the whole thing, he took the Vrilia and put it into an apple and gave it to two primates. Yeah, Adam and I Eve. love how he was responsible for Adam and Eve. Right, like, like he I, gave I it I to two that, primates yeah. named Adam and Eve, and he basically made the human race. 
but then he went on to become a Nazi. The Nazi. Is, well, not the Nazi, Nazi, but a, well, the, the second his Nazi. His brother. <laughs> which is, like, that's a weird, that's just a weird uh, chain of events. Like, you basically create humankind. Yeah. And then you go on to become one of humankind's, the brother of humankind. What's great like, is most, that he came in there so fucking innocent. Like, uh, when they first see the T-Rex, when they get in there... They're like, oh, let's go contact the T-Rexes. And then they go to contact the T-Rex, and the T-Rex just <laughs> devours them instantly. <laughs> let's talk to the locals. <laughs> um, watching, watching Hitler ride in on a T-Rex at the end of the movie was... I'd vote for him. <laughs> Knew it. Isolate that, that audio. <laughs> It definitely anybody like, who rides it on a T Rex, <laughs> I will vote for. I'm just saying. Um, it de- it definitely like it oh, it brought keep up talking for a few seconds. I gotta go <laughs> fucking unload. <laughs> it it brought up images of uh, it brought up images that became popular in the last few years of like presidents riding T Rexes and holding well, guns and stuff like that. I'm sure that was Putin intentional. And Putin and Trump. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, they never went back to Putin. The be- the beginning of the this beginning, movie yeah. starts with Putin doing all kinds of the, like he's in the the final supper scene or the last supper scene. Is he? Yeah, he is. What does he do? Well, he's just there. The uh, the last supper oh, scene. Oh has, oh duh! I'm it's I'm Putin, for- Palin, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, uh, Zuckerberg's rather uh, Genghis Khan, the Margaret, Pope, Margaret Thatcher, Margaret Thatcher, Bin Laden, uh, Hitler, Stalin, and Kim Jong Un. So all the so all the coolest dudes in all history. All the coolest <laughs> dudes in history. But actually, I'm I'm forgetting one very important detail, uh, which might bring which might bring Putin back into the mix. What's that? At the end of this movie. Oh well. Which is we should we should probably wait until Josh comes back. Oh hey there he oh, is. Oh hey there he is. There he there he is. Hey Josh, we just uh we just Josh talked... had to go take a shit. We, I'm that we just talked about we just <laughs> talked about how this movie started with Putin doing like gymnastics and yoga and karate and shit. And he barely his... had anything to do with the rest of the fucking movie. But the end of this movie Oh yeah leaves... Mars is Russia. Yeah. Right, leaves leaves the idea of a third movie in this installment Which the, open. The director has already said he's working on a third movie. So I don't yeah. think he should. The next. Oh, uh, what? What? You don't want a third version of this? This okay? There's things that sound good on paper with this movie, but this movie's boring, and it's what? so much this boring. Is, this is a try, try hard, edgy middle schoolers type movie and it doesn't go far enough if they had a little bit of gore or violence in this maybe i could say oh there was something that was entertaining about this movie but this is like somebody is uh approaching the limits of good taste but it's not willing to cross the line not really saying anything with it because the last movie actually kind of was saying some stuff this movie's devoid of any real satirical value of it and it's just you have a random, gonna, random, you've, you have a dinosaurs, bloody bad opinion middle of this. earth bullshit hollow earth bullshit it's it doesn't work it doesn't gonna, work I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna, this movie sucks i'm going what? to i'm what? i'm gonna agree with some things josh just said and i'm gonna disagree with some things i didn't think that this movie sucked i actually enjoyed the second movie quite a bit as did i um 
when we're talking about both of the movies, Iron Sky, I found quite boring. I did too. I, en- I, I, I at the end of the day, I, I en- actually sort of did too. I enjoyed it for what it was, but I found it boring. It was the, the there second, was nothing to it. The there, second there was, movie felt like it had more. Uh, it had gumption. It had less to say. It had less to say as far as like social commentary goes, but it had more going on as far as like action and story. I, I will say actual they story delved goes. into uh, conspiracy theories back when conspiracy theories and like crazy tinfoil hat people were more fun than what they are today. It delved mm. into that area, and I appreciated that, but it took too much for me and it went to the point where i enjoy ridiculous and somehow i'm not enjoying this ridiculousness that's happening here the very the very within the first 15 minutes of the movie you're already watching a dude ripping your shirt off who's putin and an antarctica not like the underground base what what is there not to love the rest of the movie that went into hitler it's not inconsequential because the Antarctica story is like through line throughout the entire movie. What what did Putin really have to do with it? There was like a, there were scenes in this movie that were just that was a felt, setup. That was that was there the were intro scenes the in movie. this movie that could have been cut out entirely and would have changed nothing. Like the Sarah Palin scene when she's giving confrontation to all the other people that were in history, like Caligula and shit. That scene added nothing except for like, oh, I wonder what Sarah Palin's been doing the entire time. Yeah, that, that, uh, that, that scene for sure could have been removed. Yeah, it did nothing except for give us Sarah Taylor Taylor's Sarah Palin's. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking titties when I'm seeing her. <laughs> Sarah T- the same could be Palin's. said though about your contributions to this podcast. We could just completely cut it out and it'd be fine. Um, once <laughs> once again, once again, I'm, I'm gonna have to. Now. Once again, I'm gonna have to disagree with Mike slightly and agree with agree with Josh slightly. There's probably parts that we could cut out of both of you guys, and <laughs> that's fair. Uh, most of what I say would just carry the show. So that's true, not true, Dad. So um, overall, I think that uh, out of the two movies, I en- I enjoyed the second one better, but I had fun with both of them. To be- to be completely honest, um, the, the second the second movie is literally are they, a, are they good movies? No, okay, neither no. of them we are actually good we didn't, movies. We didn't even dive into the second movie at all. Oh, it, we didn't. Not no, we literally didn't at all. It's about a group of it's about a group of 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 Earth survivors that go to enough of them that can fit on one ship. Go to the Nazi uh, moon base. No, these are these aren't Earth survivors. We're going, we're, these aren't we're Earth survivors. We're the first movie. The first movie had uh, from Earth to the moon, and then this one's from the moon to the Earth, and then from the balls to the walls. After that, no, whoa, no, no. The, the beginning of the movie though is is Earth is is a disheveled mess. Yeah, the people they found refuge on the moon in the old Nazi base. Right. So now the Earth people are living side by side with the Nazis. Yeah. That's that's where we start the second movie. That's yeah. your idea of paradise. The the, the Russian the Russian ship from Earth <laughs> comes and crash lands basically on the moon. Yeah. And they figure out that there's still something there because people came from there obviously no they figure out something's there because Udo Kier is like there's some stuff in the hollow earth and then I was going to say and then Udo Kier talks about the hollow earth and they go back to the hollow earth they go into the hollow earth there's fucking dinosaurs Adolf Hitler lives down there there's this entire like Nazi like 
world that lives in the or reptilian world that lives in the hollow earth like it's fucking amazing how do you not love this it's too much it's oh, i was just taking i was just taking issue with i was just taking issue with you calling them earth survivors because well they're 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 survivors because the the surface of earth is unlivable anymore it's why they left well no i'm just saying all of the people who returned to earth were born on the moon well except for the so Russian. they're not no but no what i'm saying though the people that came from well, earth yeah, though were the, the last ones they left because there's nothing oh, left for them there that's actually a huge hole in the story right the russian who came from earth the earth's been the earth has been rate like full of radiation for decades at this point right yeah Yet but- that Yet that group of Russians came from Earth. Well, I mean, how does that work? Radiation they, only is occasionally bad. Sometimes it uh, lets Russians <laughs> live. Sometimes it gives you spider powers, and sometimes uh, it just doesn't kill you. The solid point. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Overall, I just i i I had a lot of fun with both these movies, but i I like the second one better. There, I'm I not going to say the second one's completely devoid of good points. Like the the red shirt guy, I enjoyed the running joke of him always constantly almost dying, and you're assuming he's dying. That was a clever running joke. The narrative of this didn't work. I honestly prefer the chaotic, almost no story of the first movie to this one that was too linear for me because Mm. when it's too linear you can feel that this is an idea of middle schoolers and it just became a a a theatrical film it doesn't quite work what's wrong with a theatrical film though that's how movies are are generally made yeah but usually they have ideas behind them but this does this is just like you just pick up all the different conspiracy theories and you throw it into a movie and you write in you write too linear of a narrative around and it doesn't work whereas the first one had almost uh, sketch comedy moments around uh their moments but a sketch but but sketch comedy in and of itself also always almost always feels very segmented yeah, and I'm which at, is exactly and, how the first movie felt. It, so, I'm not even arguing the, with that, but it worked better segmented as well, opposed to a narrative where, where I'm supposed to be following a hero that I don't give a shit about through the story. When I'd rather segmented parts that are telling, like honestly, I said that Sarah Palin's scene should be cut out if you want to go into the narrative, but if you did it segmented, that's still the best part of this fucking movie is the Sarah Palin scene where she's calling out Caligula. It does nothing to the story, but it's the most entertaining part in this entire movie. I I would disagree on that. I think that we're we're arguing our our we're arguing opinions. Arguing opinions at this point. So like I feel like that's and that's null and void because opinions are are useless outside of the person saying it. So like I, I feel like I feel like what we're saying here is that like there's something for everybody in this movie. <laughs> I mean, you might that's that's what that. we're saying, right? <laughs> except, except maybe, except maybe Jewish people. They might want to steer clear. <laughs> I don't know. Josh likes it. He's half Jewish. <laughs> I, I like parts. Of this. I, I, I guess I could say there's something for everybody because there are parts of this movie that work. It's not the I, worst movie that I've ever seen. And I felt as though this movie worked better, like just as a movie in the traditional sense from start to back. I thought the narrative was better. I thought the story was better. I thought the characters were exactly as they were supposed to be. I'm not going to say that they were fleshed out, but they were exactly as they were supposed to be. I thought that there was action. There was comedy. There was like, I, I as weird as it sounds, I feel as though if you're the right person watching this, you can pick out every, 
there's there's something for everybody in this movie. I'm not saying it's for everybody, but there's something for everybody in the movie, if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah, there were scenes that I liked, so I can say there's something for everybody. (laughs) I just can't say that I overall enjoyed the experience of watching this movie. So was this a bloody good film? This is a bloody okay film. Like, it's, it's not abysmal. I can absolutely watch this, but I absolutely wouldn't put it on. If it was on TBS if I, and I had cable, I'd leave it on. I think it's a bloody grail film. Cause what the a, fuck does that mean? Because there's a holy grail in the movie we didn't talk about, and I was trying to talk about how there was like a whole Indiana Jones scene where they swapped out the grail and the weight and... <laughs> That's fun too. There's nothing better than a joke. <laughs> something better than a joke that you have to explain for five minutes afterward <laughs> to make sure people. It brings get it. back the parody and the satire from the first movie. I just thought it was great. That's oh, master. You know, that's why done. Richard Pryor got so big because he stopped for five minutes and explained his jokes and even like draw up some pictures and explain why it was funny was, what he was saying. There were some funny parts of the movie though. You get the you get the whole the the Indiana Jones scene though, which I thought was just yeah. hysterical because uh, they're doing that. The fucking Pope had a slingshot that was literally just the crucifix. I thought was hysterical. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I struggle I, I because the, there are so many parts that you're pointing to where I'm not going to even argue that they're not bad. Then they, <laughs> they are funny. It's just this movie didn't work for me for some reason. Like there are Nobody's so many perfect. parts that work. But it doesn't work as a whole. Um, I'll say what I've said about quite a few movies recently, and I I feel like uh, I still had a good time with both these movies, but I feel like I would have had a better time with both of them had I sat down and watched them with... Like, if we all sat down together and watched them, had a couple beers while we were watching it, sure, and had some laughs, rather than trying to, like... I don't know. There's something about sitting down and watching a movie, like a, a movie of this type, where when you're by yourself, even if you're sitting down drinking some wine like I was last night, it just doesn't it doesn't hit the same unless you're with a with a couple buddies. You know, what I, I mean? I, the problem with movies like this is they're intentionally they're bad. They're intentionally bad. They're in they crazy are. land. And uh, the best movies to watch with your friend and shit all over are the ones that were pure and came in with the intention of making an actual good movie. And this isn't one of those. So you have to be I see, you I have to be witty enough you, to man. overcome like, that. I'd say the first movie was witty enough to overcome the fact that they had a bad plot idea, but they somehow made it work. This one uh, doesn't have the wit. I would disagree with you a hundred percent, and I'm not doing that just because you and I typically don't agree with each other. Like I, I don't just, know why I just, we're like I just legitimately disagree with you. <laughs> no, no, I just I think that like there the movies can be can be made intentionally bad. I think yeah, like Black Dynamite a- did it, but it did it with wit. If you go like, if you want to see a movie that's intentionally bad but done right, Black Dynamite is one of the best versions of that. I, I, yes, I, I think that you can do that. There's different levels of even that, though. I think that being a stupid movie that is intentionally bad can still succeed in being both stupid and intentionally bad, and that's what this is. I think harder just, to do though, and there's, I don't think there, this there, does it. You have to turn your brain off and then pull the I've lever never down one click. Turn my brain on, but then turn the lever down one click further to where it's more than off, and that's where you enjoy these kind of movies. Like, I don't know. I there there's a there's definitely a there's definitely an audience for them. I'm clearly that audience. 
you clearly are are I'd rather watch so Zombie much... Apocalypse Redemption than this movie. <laughs> well, guess what? Then you're my audience. So you lose ipso facto. <laughs> um, so there's there's more to the Iron Sky ethos. Oh. They're doing spin-offs in comic books, right? Did anybody know this? There's uh there's also the Iron Sky uh hotel where you can live oh, like a Nazi. Th- the Ark and Iron Sky. You want to go? The Ark and Iron <laughs> Sky story. I can't tell what year this came out, though. But it has Andy Garcia. Oh, Udo my God. Here. Andy Garcia? Yeah. What? Who the fuck um, that is? You know who Andy Garcia is, don't you? No. Oh, he's been, he's been in a ton of stuff. You'd know him by face. I guarantee you, you'd know him by face. I'm looking yeah, he, up. Look him up. Talking. Look him up. Uh, he was in Ocean's Eleven, Godfather Part, Godfather Part Three, Ocean's Twelve. He's, uh, I th- I'm pretty sure he's fat. Oh, Tony I know on, that face. I don't Tony know why I know him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then there's also there's also uh, Iron Sky, the day Trump found out or something like that. Oh, Iron Sky, Donald Trump finds out. <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't. I don't know if that's it's directly too, connected, but it really looks like it. It's too on the ball. Like, oh, I'm not too, like a Trump supporter, but like... It's a short. It's two minutes long. I really don't care what Donald Trump has to do with these movies. Like, it's too on the well, ball at this point. We talked about that. If you listen to our episode from last week, we talked yeah. about that a lot, about how when something is too on the nose, it stops being fun. Right. Well, I, so, I, yeah. I, I remember you saying that, and like... It, I disagreed sometimes because I actually liked some of the on the nose parts on did. the purge. <laughs> but like, it, it depends on how they do it. When it works for me, I'm okay with it. When it works for other people, I'm against it. <laughs> well, we can agree on that. I'm the same way. <laughs> um, I, I, I thought that, um, excuse me. Uh, during the uh, the Berlin premiere of this movie, Udo Kier was uh, uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Tim. Uh, how do we say his last name? Timo Vierensula. Vierensula. That sounds right. Sure. Sure. Yeah, the director was asked about a third movie, and Udo Udo Kier was like, "Am I am I in it?" To which Timo's answer, or who am I in it rather? And Timo's answer was yes. <laughs> he so, says who am i in it and his answer was yes <laughs> so apparently udo kier will be back and then uh also this movie made five hundred thousand dollars in crowdfunding which might explain why it looks as good as it does five hundred honestly five, i i will give credit for how good the this is for an indie is, movie like the cgi isn't good but it's good for an indie it's movie way passable though yeah. right like it's like, perfectly fine the, even the dinosaurs look like Jurassic Park 3 level, which that doesn't say much, but it's Jurassic Park 3 at least, right? I'd yeah. put this more as like Manborg level CGI, but like <laughs> Manborg. I can enjoy. There, there's, I'd say bad CGI is better than mediocre CGI, and this kind of goes into the bad CGI territory that where it's still kind of fun. For both of these movies, though, the set... I mean, obviously, the sets were all CGI, right? Yeah. There's no way I, any of this stuff was real. Like, it even the sets good. that you would think they could afford to just have them practical, That's they what went I'm CGI. Saying. It looked good, though. Yeah. Like, it really, really did. Like, 
like when you watch when you watch low budge movies, we talk about this a lot. When you watch low budge movies, it can just absolutely pull you out if it's not done to a believable extent. CG is the same way. If you've like a low budget set it can be just as bad as a low budget CGI set. Mm-hmm. And this movie, even though it was all CGI, it looks legit. You could watch this on a big screen in a theater and think that they had a studio behind it. <laughs> no, that's not true. I, I, I am looking at, dude, I am looking at I've the seen, movie. And I, I look, have seen high budget movies that look way worse than this. I, I, I am looking at the movie right now. And there's one thing I want to give them credit for is they had the table on the Sarah Palin scene where they definitely made it look like the last meal of Christ. I can't remember what the last supper of Christ. And they kind of did in in the second movie. Yeah. Yeah. In the second movie. And like, oh, there's some clever imagery here. It's not done well, but it's done well enough where I I get the picture of what they're going at. And that's what this movie is. It's it delivers enough to make the jokes work, but none of the scenery is fucking good. I I thought I thought it was way better than it had any right to be. (laughs) Way better than it had any right to be. Any Reich to be? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna we're, we can we can argue about this over and over, which is why we had you on here because yeah. I love a good argument. I actually do enjoy <laughs> arguing. Like I'm always shitting in your comments, and I'm like, they probably think I fucking hate them because I'm always coming in with bad comments. But I just enjoy arguing with people over things that don't fucking matter. <laughs> This is why you'll be single forever. <laughs> I'm in a good relationship. He's currently right now. in a relationship. Yeah, for how long? Eight months. <laughs> only, only until you tell her that you disagree with everything exactly. she thinks. And I love arguing <laughs> with you. Hey, she falls in line as soon as I say that you don't believe this anymore. She immediately goes like, "You're right. I respect everything you have to say. Uh, you're you're Wait, so no. handsome, Josh." Wait, hold on. I don't have aside her hostage from, aside, or anything. Aside from all those lies that you just told, <laughs> does she listen to the Buzz Kill podcast? No, of course okay. not. I wouldn't listen to a woman that I wouldn't date a woman that listens to this bullshit. All right, she's she's a keeper then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, but does she listen to the Bloody Good podcast? Absolutely, Bloody Good film podcast. Listen to oh. it. It's what all the sexy ladies are listening to. Never mind then. Questionable. Questionable. Um. All right. I think that's it. Yeah. I think we can confidently say we have destroyed these movies. To, I think we can confidently yeah. say that all of us enjoyed Iron Sky: The Coming Race better than the first Iron Sky movie. Yes, I, I, think I that, agree. I think I that agree. we can all I, say I, that, and I think I can speak for all of us. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree. Don't with you. Yeah, think I would agree that sounds you. right at all. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I'm glad we're all in agreement. I think I hear something I'm very much sewers, but I'm ignoring that. Am I here? <laughs> what? Who was? What? All right, uh, boys. Ooh. It was lovely, Michael. Happy birthday! Hey, thanks, you brother. You piece of shit. Thanks. You don't look a day over forty-two. I, I agree. So that's great. <laughs> um. Josh, I've never seen your face in real life, but I'm sure you're. I'm gorgeous. Sure I'm sure you're very handsome. Thank you. Outside of this screen here, um, honestly, the screen doesn't capture it. it. I don't have a good enough camera. It's all. It costs a lot of money to get this kind of beauty on camera. I feel like the lighting's on point tonight, though. No, like you're it's not uh, enough. Like you're you're uh, the the I'm, shadow. I'm, I'm only the coming across the beard. It. I'm only coming and across as light. a nine right now, but if we had the camera good, I'd be like an eleven. 
and this light he comes across as a cross between like Darren Lynn Bowsman and like Master Splinter. Just a giant rat. That sounds sexy. Hey, you don't think Master Splinter is sexy? Like, that's the yeah, that's one weird. time I, I've questioned my sexuality is watching those old Ninja Turtles movies. <laughs> I made another funny. All right. Uh, oh, hey, that's it. Sake. That's Iron Sky and Iron Sky, the coming race. Josh, thank you for coming on, yeah, as man. always. Uh, where can the people find you if they, w- if, if they want to? torture themselves and find you (laughs) if you want actual in-depth reviews actual people that are giving commentary that fucking matters people that aren't so drunk that they're saying curses man jesus wow hey hey, this is this is my plug segment shut the fuck up mike if you want people that know what they're fucking talking about when it comes to movies you want to listen to the It's a good thing no one can hear that. (laughs) And we shit our pants while we do it, apparently. So listen to Bloody Good Film Podcast. You just you just peaked like crazy (laughs) and we couldn't hear anything. So I'm gonna do you a solid and say, make sure you go check out the Bloody Good Film Podcast. Bloody Good Film Podcast. (laughs) It was And if you want to find us, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzz to Kill Podcast. We are also on X. Oh shit, dude! <laughs> wow, yeah, man. We're also on your X uh, at uh, the Buzz to Kill PC. Uh, Twitter for those people who are still living in uh, 2020, the first part of 2023. Find us, find us on X and send us an X, and then we're gonna X you back, dude. Uh, we're still on Y because <laughs> why would we give a shit about this shit? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, also, your your homework for this week is find um, find somebody that listens to the Bloody Good Film Podcast and then tell them to listen to our podcast. Spoilers, you're not going to find any. Good night. And if you do find <laughs> one of them and they say that they're not going to listen to our, our podcast, tell them that you're going to go on X and tell everyone they're a Nazi. Yeah. 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 That sounds good. All right. Boys? This is why we have no listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gone after this episode. Josh. <laughs> All Josh, right. thank you for coming yeah, on. Yeah, Josh, thanks for coming on again, bud. Thank you. We uh, appreciate it. Me. Deliver Jesse a swift kick in the nuts the next time you see him. Will do. Thank and, you. Uh, yep. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Have a good night. See you. <laughs>